Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hey, this is Michael Rosenbaum, Lex Luthor, and you're listening to Always Hold On to Smallville. Welcome to Always Holding a Smallville. On this podcast, we talk about each and every episode of the Young Superman show that ran from 2001 to 2011 on the WB and the CW. I'm your host, Zach Moore, and I have two guests. I have Mr. Lance Lester. What's up? And Mr. James Bandini. Welcome to the podcast, James. Hey, how are y'all? Doing well, I'm doing good. well. First time on the podcast. Tell us a little bit about your fandom, how you found Superman Smallville, how you got into this whole thing. We call Smallville. I was I was just born into a DC household. Uh, my my dad, his favorite uh, character in the DC universe is Batman. So I just grew up watching every single movie from you know Val Kilmer to Michael Keaton, you know all of those. And then eventually we started watching the animated series, and we watched the Batman animated series, Superman, and eventually leading down the road, Smallville came about. And um, I was like in, in second grade at the time. And eventually I'm singing the theme song and like during my uh, standardized testing. So <laughs> it's just like, yeah, I'm just, I'm full, immediately loved it from the get go. And then watched it completely through on, followed it with Krypton side a little bit too much because I kind of spoiled myself a bit, but I still didn't <laughs> let it disappoint me when I, when I saw it on, on screen anyways. I, I was, I was similar. I, I, uh, I read way too many spoilers for many seasons, and then you're... It's very true. I think I stopped around, I think, like, season eight. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to read spoilers anymore. So the last two, three well, years, I was spoiler-free. It was it was just like, you know, at that point, you're like, I'd rather just let it let the surprise be a surprise, because it, it wasn't really it wasn't really giving you um, too much to really hope for it anyways, because in those last few seasons, in my opinion, you know, kind of teeter-tottered. Speaking of, then, do you have a favorite era of Smallville? Of the, you know, how to have the, the, the volumes, if you will, of the show. What's your favorite flavor of Smallville, James? Well, I, I always say, you know, seasons one through four, you know, the high school years mm-hmm. are like the bread and butter. I will always say those are my favorite. 
but doing a current rewatch of like um, five through seven, you know, kind of like like you mentioned the, the college dropout years, right. and <laughs> and it's just um, I, I kind of I'm kind of taken as a, as I've you know grown up as an adult more. I'm like kind of examining it in a different light. And I'm looking at the different uh, character choices that they made and whatnot. And, and I used to, like, oh, I hated this. I hate it. I can't <laughs> believe, why would they do that? And I'm like, okay. Looking back, looking and in, in watching it again, I'm like, that makes a little bit more sense. And, and, and referring mainly to, like, the Lex and Lana storylines, like, mainly I was just like, what? Why? You know, and as a younger <laughs> person, it's just like, ew, ew, you just don't want to see that. But... When you look at what brought them two together, it kind of you kind of let it slide a bit, and th- the reasons for that. No, it's it's true. It, it's fun to uh, to rewatch and reexamine things through a different eye, different different time of life, you know. Because you have fiction is what you bring to it a lot of the time. So you you know you you see things at one age, you watch it at another age, and you have a whole different uh, life experiences and perspective on things, and kind of make you say, "Oh, okay, I could understand why people would make these bad decisions." Now that I've made bad decisions myself in life, you know, because <laughs> when you're young, you're like, oh, I got it all figured out. Right. But when you're older, oh, you're yeah. like, oh, I've been there. I've done that. I can understand. This is not going to end well, but I get it. So yeah. I do want to say, though, as a, as a child with a huge imagination, uh, growing up, I kind of was like, I can't wait to get to high school and, you know, the freaks of the week. And like, for some reason, I was like, I'm I'm going to have superpowers and it's and I'm going to have this like random whatever happen and deal with that. So it's kind of like. Oh, my imagination is very far, far, far fetched. Yeah, and it is not. It is not Smallville. <laughs> so, so high high school was not the Smallville experience you expected me. Yeah, well, that that's that just because I had an overactive imagination. I mean, of course, when I got to middle school, I was, I was like, eh, it's that that's like, of course you know it's not in the realm of real possibility. But still, you're like, oh, it's not as exciting. It's not as. But that's that's the nostalgia that they they you know they uh, create for you, like the big. Um, spring formals and whatnot. I don't think we ever actually had those. You know, no, not even like no. a Sadie Hawkins dance or whatnot. Yeah, they, they, that's a missed opportunity. They really should have done a Sadie Hawkins episode. Yeah. Who's going to ask Clark? Is it going to mm-hmm. be Lon or Chloe, right? And then it, it turns out to be somebody completely Chloe. random. <laughs> no, it's, it would be the freak of the week. The freak of the week would ask him out. Oh, it, yeah. yeah. Carrie. That's what they would have done. There it is. Yeah, a pirate. That's exactly what they would have done. Episode yep. plot is an episode. <laughs> <laughs> So this episode, uh, Wither, you know, I season six, seven areas like these. These are my bigger blind spots, I guess, when it comes to the show. Mm-hmm. Because early on, I rewatch a lot, and near, near the end, it's closer to now, so I remember those. <laughs> but mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's the middle of the show that just kind of because they kept coming and coming, and coming season, season, season. You don't go back and rewatch as much because there's more, right? And you go back and you have your favorites and all that. So a lot of this, I'm not as intimately familiar as I am with the first half of the show. So this one, I, I really, I remember it for, for two things. One, Poison Ivy is the villain. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> and two, the, the costume party. Yeah. Well, see, <laughs> honestly, that's that's the thing that I remember most about this episode is the Oliver Queen stuff. I mean, ironically. And of course, naturally, that's what I that's the stuff that I, I remember. I completely forgot about the Poison Ivy stuff until I saw it. And then I was like, oh, yeah, it's here. Oh, I for some reason was thinking it was a different episode uh, until I saw it, but everything else I had no recollection of. Yeah. I, I actually, I fairly much remember it to a T just for the sake of, um, because of the, the band at the end. And of course, you know, the, the partnership that WB has, let's, you know, self promote some music for the night Smallville. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. And um, not only that, the all American rejects, right. my favorite band, but they also played my favorite song in which, you know, it kind of, kind of, 
floats with the themes of the episode mm-hmm. and whatnot. And um, it's just one of those, because of that, it was hallmarked in my favorites list. Yeah, no, absolutely. This is a callback to earlier seasons where, one, they actually have the band there. Mm-hmm. And that's a big oh, yeah. one. Yeah, all American Rejects, am I right? That's right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and to your point, it actually fits what they're talking about, right? I mean, I, honestly, I feel like right. around season five or so, like they just, they there wasn't like the iconic like scene to situation to music stuff they had hit so well right. in the earlier seasons, right. right? Right. Well, back in those earlier seasons, like you, we all mentioned is that they had that whole after school special kind of theme to them. And that's what they really, they don't really give you that th- thorough line in these, you know, later episodes, more about the, their plot and the story, but not that like overall, what are we trying to maybe impart on you? You know, that's not really too much there. I knew this song was on Smallville. Like, cause this is, I mean, that, and that's a great thing about these songs. Like, these are not just, hey, remember that song from Smallville? This is, you hear this on right. the radio for mm-hmm. years, you turn it on, right? And I was like, oh, it's in this one. There they are in the Luther Mansion, all American Rejects. That's still awesome. Like, actually, on set, too. You know, that's a big thing. Yep. Yeah, I think the last band they had had was, uh, uh, for prom, they had Lifehouse? Lifehouse? Yeah. Yeah. And I want to say that was one of those things where the, the band can be there, but they're not actually there because, like, the stage, the <laughs> right. stage is all the way up there. So, like, we can film that, you know, two weeks before, three weeks before, and then we'll do the rest of this. That's you know? true. This, I feel like you actually had to have them there for that. Yeah, because it's such a close, close, you know, small. They're on, yeah, on area. set. They're there, yeah, absolutely. performing that crowd song. Of people, so, right? Yeah. Exactly, and that's really cool. Yeah, absolutely. So, there are a couple of deleted scenes from this episode that we can talk about off the top. They're available on the DVD. So shout out to physical media. Did you did you watch these? James? Well, no. What, what was super annoying to me is that my PS4 will read every other disc of season six, but one. So I, I tried, and then I was I, I made a, a note to to YouTube it, and then I unfortunately did not get to it. But I'm just upset that my my PlayStation like why this one, and it's not in any scraped condition. It's just as pristine as the others. But it just like, uh, uh, no. Do not, do not feel bad, my friend, because we also had same problem issues. I really, yeah. Season, I don't know what it is about the season six DVDs of Smallville. <laughs> Can we let's get a petition signed to get these recalled? <laughs> I watched Zod and Sneeze, no problem. I watched the deleted scenes from those episodes, no problem. What I do before I watch an episode of Smallville on my DVDs, because that's my preferred method is I watch the deleted scenes first because I want to s- mm-hmm. see where they would fit while I'm watching the episode. Right. Uh, so we watched those. Lance and I watched this together before the podcast here. And we're like, all right, deleted scenes. One, two, got it. Let's watch the episode. Would not play. Yep. Would not skip ahead <laughs> to the to the party scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so then I had to hook up Hulu and <laughs> thank God for Hulu. Or I'd be like, oh, sorry, we can't mm-hmm. record. So uh, that's interesting. If any of the rest of you out there have issues with your season six DVDs, let us know. Perhaps we can get them sent in and replaced yeah. by WB. I'm sure they'd be happy to do that. I mean, I'll write to PlayStation, you know, there's a patch that they can find for that. You know, (laughs) they just have to dig deep enough. Yeah, and it's not cracked. It's not, there's nothing wrong with it. Right. I don't know. Exactly. It's just a a fluke. That being said, no worries, James. You know, I I would wager less than 25% of my guests watch deleted scenes. So I'm not calling anyone out. I'm not shaming anyone. I'm just saying that's a statistic and that's cool. That's fine. I don't mind because I'm going to post them online. So I got you everybody don't worry about it we are just here to inform these and these two mm. deleted scenes right one of them could have gone without the second one 
essential plot information ridiculous yes. of what's not in there. Classic Smallville fashion. So, so the so the studio leaves this. We'll talk about it now because I'm not sure exactly where they would have gone. Sometimes if it's just like one, I'll mention it in the podcast. But when there's multiple ones, I kind of get it. You know, talk about them off the top. Um, so Lance, tell us about the first deleted scene. Somebody is like, there's a photographer who's uh, hounding Lana as she comes into the Talon. She's now you know, the new Lex girl, basically. And she's, you know, has tabloids following around. It's basically like the, Paparazzi, you know, yeah. she has the TMZ of the <laughs> DC universe kind of following around now. And Clark comes in and distracts him uh, and tells him that it's like, hey, you, you know, you own that, uh, what what do you say? Ford, like Black uh, SUV. Uh, uh, SUV or Escalade. It's like, it's upside down. It was really weird. And he gets him uh, away so he could save Lana. So we have a, a plus one for Clark saving Lana again. Well, let me ask you this: Do you think he actually flipped the car upside down? No, because that I don't know. That's a that's a classic Superman move. No, like, gonna... <laughs> did like I don't. I think he said that to get him out there. Right. It wouldn't shock me if he actually did. Though. Right, they, they didn't have the budget in season six to show that, but Clark's done it. Henry Cavill's done it. Yep. Yeah, you know, it's I love Superman being a jerk. Don't you? <laughs> so I, I would not be surprised if he did, did do it or not. Um, but then they have a little. Thanks. And it's yeah, just, it's, just it's, awkward it's awkward because Clark and they, Lana because they used to date right. and now they're not. And she's dating his ex best friend who's now his enemy. Yeah. And so <laughs> insert drama you would expect from that situation there. Yeah. It's kind of short, right. but it, it, it did play into the team. I mean, obviously, Lana has the, the newspaper and talks to Lex about that. And so that's that's what's going on. They're defining the relationship, a very important theme of this episode. Got a DTR. Um, so that informed that. But again, I don't think it was essential. Like, you could have left it out. See, here's the thing, right? When Lana dates other people, like Jason Teague in season four, Lex here, there's not a lot of opportunity to have scenes between your two leads at this time of the show, right? Yeah. Tom Welling and Chris and Kirk. <clears throat> like, we need to find a way to get them to interact. Oh, well, they'll just cross paths at the talent or something like that. So that was a way to do that. Because if you, I mean, we talked about it in season four. If you look at the first half of season four, you could just remove all the Lana and Jason scenes. Would not affect the flow of the episode. She has like one scene with Clark in the first half yep. of season four or whatever. So anyway, I understand why they wrote this scene. But I also understand why they took it out. Now, the other scene, crucial. Yep. Crucial plot information <laughs> there. It is a wrap up with Jimmy. Jimmy's in the hospital. We're still going to count a hospital visit for Jimmy because, as we established uh, in the podcast before, an ambulance is nothing more than a mobile hospital. Mm -hmm. So if you're in an ambulance, I'm going to count that as a hospital. And he was he was on his way there. The point is, Jimmy's in the hospital. Chloe and Clark are there visiting him, you know, to make sure he's recovering well. Then Clark has this exposition dump to Chloe about how he defeated the uh, Phantom Zone criminal how they broke out, what yep. their powers were, and like, just, I'm like, this is this is what we need. Uh huh. <laughs> so. I mean, we've watched enough Smallville to understand, like, all right, fine. Like, it's very season one how this episode felt very season one to yeah. me. Oh, yeah. So it's like, oh, well, they're they're gone and whatever, and we move on, and there's no explanation. But now the show is older. It's matured. We we expect more just... All, and this is this ties into the season-long arc of Phantom Zone Criminals, and this is how mm -hmm. Chloe gets involved. So anyway, I don't know what it would have took out. I don't know what, actually, I know exactly what it took out. I would have took out the, the, the Lex Lana, you know... Scene Getting it on they're, scene. They're, they're that, that's that. That's the one thing I've been like. I want to not talk about it because it is <laughs> just horrifying, horrifying. It's scarring. Like I, I don't, I don't like it. I don't like the watch. And it. they played an entire so, song. They did. Like we could have just had one. Like let's have him kiss in front of the fireplace and then move on. But it's like I thought season four was you know risque. Season six. Oh, so, oh, no. so oh. anyway. Well, it's it's the moment before that that I enjoy with with uh, Lois and Oliver. Where, yes. where that song oh, absolutely. is perfect. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's just like, leave it there, leave it there. <laughs> <Yes>. You know? <laughs> we could we could have just not had 
uh, Lex and Lana consummate their relationship because they mm-hmm. looked happy at that party. They did. We move on anyway. But yeah. it was that's necessary for for you know things down the line. Absolutely. That's a, that's, that's what uh, this episode is very good for is the little Easter eggs they, for the further episodes. Yeah. Uh, regarding like the next the Lex seeds, girl. if you will. Oh gosh, Hey-o. that is the that. What he says that I'm just like yes, you big seeds. dumb alien. Yep, seeds. <laughs> Oh man! Well, it, it, you're you're right. We'll, we'll get into it here as we talk about the episode. But there's a lot of things here. I was very surprised that you know we we have a writer here that uh, you know right. who is like not <laughs> on like the the it's not some of the the four you know producers PS3 as they were called <laughs> you know mm. at the end and you know or uh, Goff or Millard. None of these regular writers writing this, but there's a bunch of huge implications for the rest of the season in this random freak right. of the week episode. But let's get into it. Wither. On the new CW, he's everything Clark isn't. A billionaire CEO with a smile that could light up a barn. Come with me to Lex Luthor's ball. Or is he? Besides, you're totally pulling it off. Costumes really aren't my thing. Green Arrow on Smallville. All new episode next Thursday at 8, 7 central on the new CW. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Wither is the third episode of Smallville's sixth season. It aired on October 12th, 2006, was written by Tracy Bellabo and directed by Whitney Rancic. And a word on Tracy Bellabo. Like I said, this is like there's a lot of mythology things in this episode so i was like oh is this she become like a big staff writer no this she's written two episodes of smallville both in season six wither and trespass later on in the season and that's it so Mm. it was surprising to me that we have all these like uh foundational things for season six being established by all accounts just uh, a random episode random writer (laughs) and you know it's not part of like the team that the names you see all the time good for them for getting the work though yeah so we start out and we're at basically a lover's lane a makeout point. Yeah. Of, you know, we've we've been in this town for what six years now. I'm not familiar with. It. I, 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 is this by Crater Lake? I thought, but uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's out. You out know, in it, the forest. It, it has to be by water eventually because they mention that they don't have their bathing suits. So, like, it makeout point is by the woods, but it's also to a lake or a piece of you know water. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of things going on here that we've never heard about yeah. ever. Right. And 
who do we have but Chloe Sullivan and Henry James Olsen on the car. <laughs> so, James, what is your Henry. take on Henry James Olsen and his relationship with Chloe? I've always found them to be cute together. And, and, and what I like about this episode the most, too, is that they actually clear up that they that he they are the relationship from, you know, season two or whatever, where, um, you know, that intern that they're talking about. Right. They confirm that in this episode, which I'm like, okay, that's some, some continuity, you know? Like, we've cool. been intimate before, and I'm cool with being intimate again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yes, yeah. Yeah. Well, let's just take it slow. Yes. You know, and, and when uh, Jimmy's like, oh, I can take it slow, I'm like, yeah, yeah, Jimmy, you're you're a bit slow, and that's why you're the you're the comedic relief, and it fits your fits your mold. And what's what's funny about this? Um, uh, he's like they're there because he's like, oh, I heard something weird going on at, at Makeout Point, and then the scream or whatever, and they're like, let's. And Chloe's like, let's go look, and then he's like, why? <laughs> it's like, why did you want to go other than oh, Makeout Point? Yeah, and that's what and that's what Chloe initially infers on, and then suddenly you know the bum 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 happens yeah i mean if i were jimmy I, i'd probably be like it's cool well i'm sure something else will happen later <laughs> yep <laughs> let's focus on what's happening right here and that that is a theme of this episode uh defining your relationship mm-hmm. that happens across the board for a lot for all the characters except clark because because season six and then this was a a comment slash criticism of season six was like clark kind of took a back seat to a lot of other characters mainly oliver queen yeah in the first half and i, I yeah i mean i can i can see that here because Everybody else has a relationship, but also, though, they're trying to establish his isolation, hence the end of the episode where he's all by himself. So mm-hmm. that does play into the theme as well. But yes, we have Chloe and Jimmy here. We have Lex and Lana. And then, of course, we have Oliver and Lois. So we have, you know, three mm-hmm. relationships yeah. going on in this episode and no one for Clark. Poor nope. Clark. Well, you know, I understand, you know, people are like, well, where's where's my main lead? You know, but like like you said, they have to establish these other characters and once again, show that he's all by himself and he's, you know, taking, you know, after losing his father last season, you know, and, and Martha being all senator, like, mm-hmm. you know, he's definitely got that fortress of solitude dose, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's the, every, every, the, North, the, the barn then... really has become the other fortress of solitude <laughs> yeah. again, like it was back in the day. So, yeah. Uh, but yes, as we said, Chloe and Jimmy are making out of the car and they hear a, a scream. All right. Well, he has to convince Jimmy to go. I, I get it. And uh, they go into the woods. Very, this very X Files esque. Yeah. Scene here. Then the the Canadian woods. No doubt they film many X Files uh, scenes here. And they find what do they find? They find a woman impaled by a tree. Yeah. And then we jump to somebody save <laughs> So there you go. That is your jump scare to kick you into the opening credits. I want to say that was one of the more gorier aspects of like an opening scene you know because the, the blood dripping yeah they, they the, find the clothes the, and yeah i was like this is definitely going into like more darker you know adult more material mm-hmm. and and just like we're trying to have a uh a, a tone different from our oh high school ah. <laughs> and it's like ah. <laughs> right and you know and they're balancing out the horror with the, the right. comic relief and, of Jimmy. So. And you've got that classic Mark Snow music, which I love. Who also did music on the X-Files. So it's all yep. very... It's all connected. All these X-Files flashbacks being watching those. So we cut to the open credits. We cut back. Uh, we have... Martha has received some invitations. To the Dark Thursday Ball. Yeah, the Dark Thursday Ball. We'll take a screenshot of these invitations. It is uh, Lex Luthor is throwing a, a benefit uh, to have a fundraiser to, to rebuild from Dark Thursday. So I think this makes sense. I'm glad that even though 
we didn't have like you know part two and part three and uh, you know a, a true quote unquote part two and three of the season premiere that we're getting follow up on these other episodes. Dark Thursday was a huge worldwide event, mm-hmm. right? And and in the best way they can, they were trying to follow up on our thing. Yeah, and so like good on them, and, and it, it's a logical step to take that somebody like Lex Luthor would capitalize on something like this to you know have his name be good in the public eye to do some some good in the wake of a tragedy. Oh yeah, Lexus would totally, totally, uh, just the the public image of it all, just for the publicity of the positive image of I am I'm here in the in the time of need to rebuild and reform, you know, soon to be, you know, when he comes to be as President Lex and whatnot. But just to that's further down the line, of course. But <laughs> but just that he wants to have that goodwill out there, and also it started in you know Smallville Metropolis, so it would make sense that. They would want to hold this benefit gala. I, I mean, I've watched this episode a couple of times, and it's referred to as a ball, which it is, you know, like a costume ball, but it's also referred to as a benefit. And then it's just like the the Dark Thursday benefit or the costume ball. I'm like, can we get one name defined for this event? You know, just it would be nice. Branding but... is important. <laughs> it is. You know, branding confusion can can cause people not show it, up. So, and the the lead singer at the end says it's the annual, so they do intend <laughs> to have another. this okay. every other year. You know, well they're going to so need it. With so all the destruction that goes on in Smallville <laughs> uh-huh. and Metropolis. So I don't, I don't think the All American Rejects are going to come back though to Luther Mansion, unfortunately. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the, 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 I like this, and I like how Martha's like, "So I always be feed for two and Clark's like, "Nah, nah, I gotta go. <laughs> Not gonna be able to do it." <laughs> so then Martha has to, you know, sit him down and say, "So, how do you feel about?" Lex and Lana together, and I was like, "What do you mean, Mom? That's a stupid question. How do you look? How do you like? I hate it. Like that's that's how I feel. Like she knew the answer to that question. Come on now. Yeah, Martha. I mean, that, obviously that was written for the audience to so see get Clark all sad about it. But I'm like, we all know no one's enjoying it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we get the headline of the the next Lex girl. It's a very uh, paparazzi esque photo. I do oh, appreciate yeah. the fact they didn't just use some kind of promo image. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's almost like an on-set image of Rosenbaum and Craig come out of a car or something. Uh, you know, as would happen. Like, Suther has a new girlfriend. Let's let's all find out mm-hmm. who it is. That plays in that deleted scene we talked about where photographers are sneaking around right. trying to shoot photos of her. So, yeah. So, Clark, uh, yeah, just rubbing it in how, you know, where he is and where the love of his life, at least at the time, is now. Yep. So then uh, we cut to, to Luther Mansion. Cut to the man himself. He's on the cell phone talking to some doctor, as he usually does, mm-hmm. uh, planting seeds of the, um, the Brainiac computer. There it is. Well done. So that that is great. It, you know, eventually when Smallville started to have these arcs, they they paid attention to like the random phone calls Lex would have. Before it was like, I don't know, Dad, but I'm going to take those caves back or just something yep. so generic. But now <laughs> it pays off to pay attention to these little lines. So. But as usual, Lana comes in. He's like, oh, blah, 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 and he hangs up the phone <laughs> and starts talking to Lana. And she's uh, she's mad at him. She's mad at him, right? So, so this is why perhaps the deleted scene happened before this. I don't, I don't. Yeah, know. I would. I I think that the deleted scene happened before this. Like she was, you know, accosted at the talent on her way over here. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm gonna say. Yeah, in my head, canon at least. But she shows up in the in the uh, the costume designer knows her by reputation. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I mean, from that one, from the newspaper this morning, she's already known everything about her from the beginning. And, and Your complexion is even better oh, in person. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was like, <laughs> kiss more, just more and more. Oh, that, that, and yeah, Lana, this is, she's like uncomfortable by all this, as any normal person, person would be. Would be like, yeah, who who is abundantly wealthy and lavish. Right. And like, so like, hey, I was, you know, born in front of the cameras. This is, this is my life. So I'm used to it. I'm sorry yeah. that you got jacked into this. This did. 
Now, this reminded me very much of season two with Helen. Uh, yeah. Helen Bryce, where, mm-hmm. she, where she's like, has like a, was like a gold digging doc, bangs mm-hmm. billionaire baldy. Why do I remember these things this way? <laughs> that's, a good that's, t- that's a good headline. Oh, my goodness. Uh, but it, it, hey, that's why it sticks. It's a good headline, right? And she confronts him about the paper and he, like these same beats, right? And th- this is very much like that stage of that relationship, the two of them, right? Because he, he has asked Lana to move in. Right. But they're like, are you like a roommate or are you like a girlfriend? Like again, defining the relationship. That is the theme of this episode of Smallville. And it's a very important thing to do, everyone. Life lessons from Smallville. Define the relationship. Yep. That's what Lex pretty much tells on. He's like, hey, I'm sick and tired of, the, of acting like we're roommates. Yeah. Right. Uh, so I, I'm actually, I'm proud of Lex here because he actually has some agency. And usually he's just like, later on, he just like rolls over for Lana. Right. But here he's actually like, hey, we, what are we doing here? I'm not Clark. Don't blame me for his stuff. Cause, yeah. Because Lana's like, well, I couldn't trust anyone. I, I I trust people too much. He's like, no, you trust Clark too much. I'm like, oh wow, this. I don't know. I I found this an actually mature conversation that I I saw the angles of and enjoyed. Yeah, no, I I agree, and it's good that you know he's not just gonna sit back and just take it, right? Like he's being he's being proactive, and it shows how much he really he. Lex like really wants this right and like how much he's willing to be serious about it and so I think that is intriguing still creepy still don't like it but like it's <laughs> it's like it shows that he's serious about like her right and 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 for you know for whatever reasons he is he's actually serious about her now for for reasons of which I I trouble to myself to find to see if it's sincere or sinister in the way that he says these things or does these things because I want to say that it's because he has a genuine want to love and appreciate Lana for who she is, or just to secure what Clark lost, you know, make sure he got that. You know, she does say to him, like, you know, you want what you can't have. So what are you going to do when you, once you once you get it? Uh, which right. Was, which was a really good line. Like, she has some good lines in this, too. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, I want to say for Smallville, this has a very uh, self-awareness to the characters. <laughs> yes. Which right. I haven't, especially with Lana. I was just taken aback, like, Wow. She, that, that that's a very true statement and one thing that the the i think a quote uh lex here um i'm no i'm stopping i don't want to compete with the ghost of clark anymore and i don't want to i'm not i'm no longer paying for his mistakes and like yeah that, that that's pretty honest yeah. you know those are her hang-ups it's enlightening or insightful to like to watch these again i'm like oh you know i i was so against like like you were saying just i was so against this relationship mm-hmm. i mean you're not supposed to root for them no clark is right. your hero and you know, likes your villain and a lot of these being you know pulled in between the two of them but you're like oh wow this is actually they have more mature conversations than clark and lana oh yeah had, right? oh it, it well the thing about lex and lana is when you look throughout season five and now um just comparing their life experiences with the meteor shower and what it's what it's done through their families and whatnot. Lana lost hers, and technically Lex kind of lost his father to the the meteor shower. When I mean, it's not there yet, but we all know that they're there because of the traveler. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> yeah. and so Lionel's always been, you know, ret- retconned or not retconned. Always about Smallville. I mean, he he brought that castle over. So brick by brick. Uh, mm-hmm. And so, and especially with the aliens when they came back after the second meteor shower and, and they had to deal with that whole thing, they were all investigating this ship. Um, and Lana was, you know, very student-like with her astronomy. And so, <laughs> and, and she kept that all through, uh, she kept that, most of that from Clark throughout their time together while they were together in that period. And so you could see where she did trust Lex with things where she didn't trust Clark. Right. And you could see that imbalance between them. 
And and so when you look at how their lives have been marked by the meteor showers and the aliens and everything, it just kept bringing them closer because Clark was driving a wedge between the both of them. You know, Clark was getting farther from Lex, farther from Lana. So who, you know, bringing them right together. Yeah, and it, it does make sense, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't seem as out of out of nowhere as it might otherwise seem because they've actually right. spent the time. I mean, you can see it. You can see how they're setting it up over time mm-hmm. and how she's, you know, going to shift over to him. So, yeah, I mean, hey, we'll see. We'll see. See, the second half of season six goes some crazy places with two of them, right? But for now, I'm like, all right, mm-hmm. this is, seems oh, to be mature. <laughs> and I, and I, I agree with, with Lance. I, I think that, like, Lex really does care about her. I know that James, the question is like, does he just care about her because Clark wanted her? I, I, that's a factor. That's, no, that is a factor. It is a factor. But I think genuinely he does he does care and want to make this work. Like despite I mean Lex Luthor always has ulterior motives. Mm-hmm. But on the level here, I I think he really does want to make this work between the two of them. For now. Yeah. So I, I just know when it comes down to the promise and, and everything else of, of what he makes sure that, you know, spoilers, you know, when the, the marriage happens and, and the wedding. What what that all happens and like I question look looking at that how it ends out, like, did you did he really trust her? and love her to make this decision on her own or did you feel the need to manipulate her in a way to get what you wanted well i think he did care but that's his you know he wants to control everything that's yeah. what lex Luthor mm-hmm. is so then he, he couldn't help himself but try to like secure like hey man if you didn't mess around with fake babies and stuff maybe she would have <laughs> been she would have married you anyway but here yep. we are right so anyway right um but then you know we, we move on to uh to the Talon apartment, and it's established that Chloe lives here now. <laughs> yeah, with Lois. <laughs> so they're like, are you telling me both of them live? Because I, I know that Chloe lived there eventually, and Lois lived there now, but I'm like, mm-hmm. they lived there at the same time? At the, the same, same time? time? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I guess so. are there are two beds in there. I mean, they're cousins. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm just saying it's not the most spacious place no. for two people to live. Uh, but that's where we are. Chloe establishes that they both live there now. Uh, because Clark comes to, to talk to her and she 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 gives him some exposition about what's going on with the mysterious stuff in the woods. They're, yeah. they're doing a man hunt and or a search and all that, and and that the person got wrapped into vines, but it was no human could have done it. Right? Yeah, so she's she's thinking meteor freak, right? Because, because she's like whispering, she's like, "It's not normal." And yeah. Clark's like, "What, what are you yeah. talking about?" <laughs> I have my notes right here. Like, why whisper, Chloe? Right. Who's listening? <laughs> And she's like, yeah, we were down at Make Out Point. And he's like, what were you doing down at Make Out Point? Cue Henry James Olsen. Look at it. Goofy guy. So and here's the thing, right? <laughs> Clark, I, I like how he's like annoyed and by by Jimmy. But it's like, but you don't like Chloe, do you? I don't know. They they, they Everything happened in season six of the beginning so fast because, again, the show was like, well, I don't think we can put Clark and Chloe together. So let's add Jimmy and let's just ignore it. Just keeping that ambiguity going with them. It's so strange. Uh, talk about always want what you don't have. I guess now that Chloe has a boyfriend, this, that, hap- this is a thing in life. Right? Yeah, it's like, that, oh, she's got a boyfriend mm-hmm. now. Well, the, crap, I could have dated her. Yeah. Damn it. That, that's, <laughs> that's exactly what it is. And that's that's why he's like looking at her like, really, this guy? And she just kind of shrugs. <laughs> like, oh, well, I mean, at least he wanted to go out with me. I'm like, I, know, right? I don't know. What that brings it back to is um, I think of the line that um, Martha gives or that the, that the exchange between Clark and Martha. And, and Crimson. After- Yes, yeah. you're saying I want to keep Chloe in my back pocket while I'm in love with Anna or some with Lois, and, and it's like, well, Clark. She's like, well, Red Kryptonite doesn't change your behavior. <laughs> yes, exactly. Things out. So he's like, oh wow, talk about self-aware characters. Clark is like the least self-aware. Character oh yeah, <laughs> for himself and others. But that is, I don't know. I, adding Jimmy Olsen, I just, I don't, he's a he's a comic relief character, but he's always meant to be, so it doesn't bother me as much. That is, that's his function here. What just bothers me about it is that it seems like 
for um, Lois to be Lois, they had to add Jimmy to it. Is that because mm. he really, he, she really does more of her journalism things. And then eventually they have that meetup about like Green Air and whatnot. So they have all these things they just decided to do. And I'm like, well, couldn't you, you could have done this earlier. And you didn't need to have Green Arrow to do it. And you need to have Jimmy to do it. But it, the formula works now. But it, it's just one of those things where, did you really? Well, even in this episode, and, and, and in fact, a lot of episodes, it's like Clark, Chloe, and Jimmy are doing things that Clark, Lois, and Jimmy yes. do, like in the traditional Superman. And again, it, it, it's the whole like. They well, do yeah. that in this episode. Yeah. Yeah. It's like so blatant here. Meanwhile, we got so, you know, that scene happens and it's established to Clark. Like, oh, Jimmy, Jimmy's here. To, they didn't just go hang out the vending machines. Jimmy's here to stay. Uh-huh. So uh, so speaking of Lois, right, the next scene is Lois. Uh, she's she's sending in a, a job application email. I guess she's really excited about that article. She got published about barn doors falling out of the sky from, <laughs> yep. from last week. Right. Uh, so they're 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 so slowly moving her towards her destiny. And that's what's complicated. I mean, I mentioned this. I'm going to mention this all the time, right? Because because it's like they had Chloe. She was the lowest of the show. Then they bring in the real lowest. And they're like, well, crap. Now we can't have two of them. What do we do? And that causes like, this is why Lois has all these jobs. And, and the, but Chloe's filling the lowest role. They get there. Yeah. They get there. But now we're in this weird area where they're trying to do both. Because the job Lois is applying to is at the Metropolis Inquisitor. Again, this, the seas, the Easter eggs yep. they were planning in this uh, episode. I do uh, love how like, Digital wave is still is still a thing. Digital wave. <laughs> <laughs> That's the email. So we'll take a screenshot of that. But she is. You know what? Here's a word of all. Again, life lessons from Smallville. Don't be applying to other jobs, being distracted because it's gonna make you suffer doing the job you're currently doing. Yes. Uh, for because as Lois is applying to another job, she completely botches meeting Oliver Queen, billionaire philanthropist, who's yes. here to talk to Martha Kent. That's correct. What is up with these people who don't know what billionaires look like? Batman 89. Oh, which one of these is Bruce Wayne? I don't know. Is Oliver Queen showed up at your door. Does no one know what he looks like? Yeah, it, it, it's it's weird because it's like we've... we've I mean, seen, it's funny. It's funny, but like we've always known like who like some of these billionaires are like in, in real life, like some of like the ones who are always in the news, right? Mm-hmm. And you figure that somebody like a Bruce Wayne, like especially like in Batman 89, people would know who that is and they wouldn't be so surprised to see him when they when 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 he shows up and catches you, you know, looking at his stuff, like sneaking around his house or like in this, like you would you you would think that she would know who Oliver Queen is, especially when it's like, oh, we've been waiting on this yes. letter from Queen Industries. <laughs> so so, hey, Justin Hartley, Kevin Pearson, he, he's, he's, he's meeting the, the, the regular cast now. Uh, he'd only had one scene with Lionel in the last episode. Uh, and now he's introduced to uh, to Lois Lane, and we have uh, the, the 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 seeds again of the of the, <laughs> of the Lois Oliver relationship. So, very, first of all, it's funny, but again, it's playing Lois for being oh I'm Lois, I'm kind of dumb, and she's the butt of jokes. I'm like I don't like that of Lois that interpretation, but I get that's what I understand. That's where we are. I don't, yeah. So, but to, to Lois's credit, does he look like he's dressed like a billionaire? Does is he uh, a billionaire he... in 2020? Yes. <laughs> Okay, that 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 is accurate, I would say. <laughs> but if you're a billionaire in 2006 or whatnot, I, I mean, if yeah, she, she's used she, to Lionel showing up in uh, three piece suits and trench coats. Yeah, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah. You, you should expect someone knocking at the door first. You know, like you know, Mr. Luther, we'll see you now. You know, something like that. But it Oliver... is funny though that she think. I mean, she gives him a tip. Yeah. <laughs> she, oh he, yeah. He's waiting. He's obviously waiting to be. She. He. You know. He. He hands Lois this envelope, and then she, he's obviously waiting to be like, "Oh, well, come on in, Mr. Queen." But mm-hmm. she's like. Oh, she gives him like a couple dollars. Yeah, and she's like, "Hey, you know, you you could do you should aim higher." Green Arrow reference uh-huh. aim. 
uh, you can do a lot better than Delivery Boy. And he's like, okay. And then he just leaves. <laughs> it, is, it is funny. And then Martha's like, who was that? I'm like, oh, just some delivery guy. She's like, are you serious? So, yeah. yep. And, and then Martha has this uh, chill, uh, you know, lovely description of him. And then she's like, Mrs. Kent, are you have a, do you have a crush on the courier? Yeah. <laughs> like, you mean the billionaire philanthropist who wanted to speak about my platform? No, and I probably never will. Yes, and Martha knows what Oliver Queen yes. looks like. So come on, Lois. We're going to apply to other jobs. Since the pilot episode, Queen Industries has been in the papers. Yeah. So we should know who the queens are. And he just moved to Metropolis. It's big news, mm-hmm. you know? So anyway, uh, Lois botches that. Uh, so it's now going to be her her mission to, to patch to things it. up between... Uh, Oliver Queen and, and, and the Kent, uh, I guess, senatorial office. Yeah. So we cut to the the the, uh, the search and rescue party mm-hmm. um, in the in the woods of Vancouver. By the way, we have a, uh, a plus one for blue shirt, red jacket, because Clark is in his his costume here. Yeah, and he and Chloe are just traipsing around this crime scene like like un <laughs> like unscathed. Like nobody's coming up to him, talking to him, or anything. They're just there. And nobody says anything to him. If, if you know, Sheriff Adams were around, like they would, they would, like that would not happen on her watch. God bless, you know. May her, may she rest in peace from Indeed. that terrible lockdown episode. That was a needless death of hers. Ain't that a mother? <laughs> yeah. Oh, great line, great line. Um, but I want to say that Chloe has her press pass. Don't you forget, like she's in the clear. <laughs> oh, that's you know, true. Ah, well, she has one. Clark does not. He's with me. Uh, by so yeah, by association. <laughs> it you know, it would have been like they could have at least. Put a couple orange vests on him. Something. And have him be part of the search party, right? And it, <laughs> it, it, it is just funny because you see like 30 people walking around organized and they're just wandering. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, we're good. We have a we have a good path of it. We, we, we used to work for the Smallville Torch. <laughs> we got this. So it is funny how Clark asks Chloe, like, so where do they, you know, where do we find the body? She's like, oh, about a mile and a half up that way. And then he super speeds off. She's like, well, I guess I'll catch up. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, but then uh, we run into a park ranger. Mm-hmm. Gloria. Now this this actress is uh, you might recognize her from Aquaman. Sure do. Amber McDonald, mm-hmm. uh, who may or may not have been Mara on Aquaman. We weren't sure. We, yeah. we we watched Aquaman recently. And we discussed who those characters might have ultimately been or not. Uh, she was the Chloe character on Aquaman. Yeah, she was Aquaman's best friend. By the way, who played Aquaman in that? Justin Harley. So it's this is connected. kind of an Aquaman reunion show. So but but good on them for like, hey, the show did not go to series. Let's give you guys some opportunities to get some more work. Uh, so Justin Harley, of course, won that contest yes, for being the Green absolutely. Arrow. Uh, but, you know, a one-off guest star appearance. And, you know, Amber McDonald, like, we looked up her IMDb, d- didn't really do much after no. this. Did, like, Law & Order and a couple other things. But that's this is pretty much it for her, unfortunately. So so was uh, Aquaman filmed before they did Smallville? Was yes, that Aquaman, okay, Aquaman okay. was between seasons five and six. They thought, oh, well, Smallville will be wrapping up soon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we need to have another superhero show. And it's the... Merger between UPN uh, and uh, WB that sunk right. it, no pun intended, because yep. Aquaman <laughs> and ships and things and being a triangle. But anyway, we did an episode about that. We recommend everybody check it out uh, about Aquaman. It was a lot of fun. She was um, the bartender. Yeah, right? yeah. She, she, they okay, were business okay. partners. They were, and there was, a, and yeah. I thought, I thought they killed her. I did in too. the pilot because like she gets stabbed. I'm like, oh god, they killed Chloe. Yeah, even Ving um, Rhames thought that they killed but, her. But then at the end, she's in the hospital. I'm like, yeah. oh, she'll be fine. I'm like, oh, I guess you're. Yeah, I vaguely, after vaguely all. remember that. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, 2006. What a time on the on the CW. Uh, but yes, uh, no scenes with Justin Hartley here, so no true Aquaman yeah, reunion. But it, it is interesting because this is really Hartley had he had basically a scene and a half in Sneeze. Mm-hmm. 
and here he's you know interacting with the real characters. So, uh, but yes, uh, we meet her. She's a a a sexy park ranger who Clark seems rather like. Oh hey, what's going on? Like I, I guess Clark's like, man, everybody else has a girlfriend. Now. Yeah. I guess I'm gonna start. It's it's a strange. Like I don't see Clark act this way a lot. Usually he has his Lana blinders on, I guess, but he's like seems to be like smiling and they're kind of flirting a little bit. Just, hey, I, I would if I saw her. I mean, <laughs> so, let's be real. But uh, they talk about like, oh, I thought I was the only one out here, uh-huh. and it's I, uh, all this weird like double layer dialogue, I guess, Correct. going on because but there is like something's not right with this girl. Yes, <laughs> basically. And he's like, so did you search this area? She's like, yeah, I searched it twice. And he's like, well, wouldn't hurt to search one more time, I guess. And then he uses his x-ray vision to <laughs> see something that clearly no normal person could That's see. That's correct. And he's like, oh, I found him. <laughs> and just yeah, this, like, Clark, come on. Yeah, man. big dumb alien. I'm like, how? I wrote this down. I'm like, how many times can you get away with staring blankly, saying, I've got it, running directly towards something with no way of knowing it, would be there. You know what I'm saying? It's right. like, Clark, if you want to cover up the fact that you have powers, maybe let's stop finding things when you aren't near them at all. You know, just just a hint. He's just, he just used to go to the Chloe places now, not having to keep his secret. He's yeah. Like, See if he brought Chloe with him. You know, she could have if, if she if, if she didn't if he didn't leave her half a mile back, you know, they would have had enough mindset enough to not have been so stupid. So right when uh, Clark finds this body, Chloe finally runs up yeah <laughs> and he's like oh, call a call a call a whoever yeah, <laughs> call an ambulance i guess so they, they find this guy uh because he's uh he's not dead no yeah it's like a it's like an alien thing he's being he's mm-hmm. he's been uh tangled up in yeah impaled and in, impaled slash like surrounded and like in this like vine cocoon mm-hmm. entangled yeah, yeah that's, that's the word withered no they never yeah, say withered. i want to you know i want to <laughs> say that the episode title isn't fairly accurate no, I, I feel like there could have been other names. Like I want to say, like spore, spore, or tangled, something like that. I like tangled. Yeah, vine, seed. Yeah, I think like seed. Vine. Se- seed would have been, you know, pretty. Oh, on, like on there's the so many other ones. Like what? Do, what do plants do? That they wither. Got it. Mm-hmm. Ivy. Yeah, <laughs> really, yeah. really confused everybody. Uh, now so, I do want to. I do want to say there are very few uh, DC comic characters that have plant-like powers, and you want to instantly think poison ivy, but there is a DC uh, comic alien. Uh, known as Hyathus, from the planet Alistair, or she's an Alistarian. And um, I don't know if this it really isn't canon with what they describe later on, on how her planet or whatnot is, but it does have a cool, you know, place in the comics that you could relate this to an actual character. You could say would, that's them. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. okay. Instead of just a random one-off, you know? And it you kind of really can only say that it's that person, because if you Google plant powers very very few poison ivy and then like five other people and, and that's about it daniel then daniel panabaker from sky high <laughs> oh my god i love that movie <laughs> Ugh, I, I, it is my favorite you know my favorite thing about um sky high and just now that you've brought it up is um what he's like oh god i made out with an old woman mm-hmm. and well just that whole movie of um i went through puberty twice for this and just the funny thing of the the concept and, yeah. and, and, the, and the childlike nature of it all. That was just, you know, very... It's a fun movie. Very Disney. Now, Clark gets injured. Yes. By these vines, which is surprising to them because there's no kryptonite or anything around, which which is a hint to their alien origin. That they did not weaken him, so they can't be from kryptonite. Right, right. And in Smallville, the official companion season six by Craig Brand, available wherever books are sold. Uh, the writer of the episode... Tracy Bellamo had this to say, quote, 
it was really profound to be able to establish that there's something other than kryptonite that can cripple Clark and potentially kill him. We're dealing with a whole new breed of villain here, and these villains can kill Clark. It was cool to be able to show a new vulnerability in the playing field of good versus evil. So, yeah, we have kryptonite, magic, and alien plants Mm -hmm. are now uh, weaknesses to Clark. So we go to uh, the hospital. Hospital visit plus one. Because uh, we've taken this guy. So, you know, a couple at Lover's Lane, we found the girlfriend killed in a tree earlier. And this is the boyfriend who they have brought to the hospital. Uh, and so <laughs> Chloe, Clark, and Jimmy, yep. you know, like Lois, Clark, and Jimmy would in the future, mm-hmm. uh, just go into this hospital room, read his chart, look at his x-rays. Yep. Right? Jimmy takes a couple of pictures. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Jimmy, very crass, you know, just, oh, we got we got to warn people. Jimmy, we don't even know what it is yet. You know, it's like jumping the gun there, bud. Hey, I got to protect my girl. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, Taking am I your slow. girl? <laughs> Taking it slow, all right. <laughs> yeah, because, uh, you know, he's like, what I got a problem with is you going out there yep. with my girl. <laughs> Clark's like, guys, can we do this another, uh-huh. another time, right? Uh, but it, it's cute, though. It's cu- The thing, I guess, is Jimmy, he, he's brought on here, and he's, I, I guess he's the same age as, as them, but he kind of yeah. play, he's played a little younger, a little goofier. Um, and Chloe, we, we've known for five years now, and she's like this mature, we've seen how she's matured from like a high school freshman to now. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, Chloe, uh, she just seems like she's like on another level. Than, but hey, but good for Jimmy, I guess. <laughs> I want to say up. that, want to say that Chloe's like, I need someone who is half my brain you know, power to really, to really relax, you know, <laughs> because if, if, if she's de- like, if she's dealing with someone who's really as smart as her, I feel like she's always on a competing level for that wit, mm. you know, but with Jimmy, there's not a problem with that. Right. You know, that's why she's <laughs> wrong with Clark so well as well. Yeah, it is. Big dumb, yeah. as we said. So, oh man. But yeah, so, so they have this like, you know, the finding relationship conversation here and, uh, Jimmy starts taking pictures of the x-rays and stuff. But to Jimmy's point, I agree. Like, hey, if there was a dangerous thing happening in the woods, like, we should tell people, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, but they they talk him down from that, and they're going to go, they're going to talk, her, her, uh, Chloe and Jimmy seem to be, like, come to an understanding about what the relationship's going to be. They're, they're going to talk more later alone. That's right. So it's going to be, uh, uh, but he's like, all right, well, I'm going to go so you guys can talk about all the secrets that I can't know about because mm-hmm. it's the show. And then <laughs> and then we'll, we'll catch up. We'll catch up later. So also we find out that this part of the woods is near the Luther Corp greenhouse. Luther Corp, the yeah. Luther Greenhouse. That would have been, you know what? That would have made a lot more sense. Greenhouse? That was an unintentional mess up I just said, but my brain, my subconscious was like, that makes more sense. Mm-hmm. Because what did the Luther Corp plant? It's a fertilizer plant. <laughs> so having plants, right. why this random ass greenhouse we've yeah. never seen before? I'm like, I've been watching this show for five years. I've never seen this greenhouse that they're about to cut to. You know what I mean? Um, but they think maybe... Lex is involved. Yeah. Well, no, well, well Clark does. Yeah. Well, if the horns fit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that, that was a very, very, just like the uh, Chloe's like, I don't play advocate of the devil. And, and Clark's just like, well, come on. And then he, he lists out all the different things. And like, he was Zod in this and like the horns fit. I'm like, man, I feel like that's very quick to jump to that conclusion. And, and you see that play out. Mm-hmm. Well, he is dating his girl now. That's right. So, mm. <laughs> so Clark is biased in these matters. Mm-hmm. So after getting this information from Chloe, we, we cut to, again, That's it just made me laugh seeing this greenhouse. I'm like, this is not yeah. here, right? Clark <laughs> is there. He's looking around. He's looking at some seeds. Or, so, so he looks, <laughs> looking at some plants. Right. But then he finds he finds a plant. He opens up. He's like, seeds. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yes, Clark. <laughs> they have these things. 
I'm like, is this for the audience? Because we're not going to be able to know. And I like, because at the end of this scene, you hear some ADR from Lex. And it's like, because, and I'm like, what part of this was necessary just for like the audience to know the point of it? There's like, definitely some <laughs> obvious ADR at some point in this episode, mm-hmm. right? But you know, the, the whole time you're, Clark, obviously him and Lex are not friends anymore. Yes. You're waiting. You're like, When's when, he gonna show when up? He, when is Lex gonna show up and say something to Clark? <laughs> and he's like, "Always had an eye for beauty." I'm yep. like, Lex is so on point, <laughs> so good. This is such a great. I, I know, now that we've escalated their relationship to like, all right, we don't like each other, mm-hmm. and we both know that. So let's let's just let's go at it verbally. Yeah. I really enjoy these scenes between Lex and Clark. Uh, My like, favorite, very line. Luther. He's like, it's a it's a Latin name for hidden beauty, and then yep. Clark's like, even your plants have a hidden agenda. Yep. So much good stuff. Yep, exactly. I was like that 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 whole uh, the Latin name and the just the the cleverness that like usually that that be safer. Uh, a Chloe line, but like even your plants have hidden agendas. Is like <laughs> perfect. Just like oh, love it. Clark, as always, accuses Lex of some some shady business, and uh, uh, of course he has to, you know, twist that knife about Lana, whatnot, mm-hmm. and basically tells him, "You're no longer welcome in my home." The yep. <laughs> and it's like, what, what about time? <laughs> yeah, you no joke, line, right? <laughs> but uh, yeah, there is there is. I don't know which line it was, uh, James, but you're right. There's some really obvious, like, sounds different recorded later. Lex line about him leaving or something. Like so. I, I, they're just staring at each other, and I guess. Some some producer said, "Oh, you know what? It's too awkward. Make sure you're not going to understand." <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm just like, okay, but it's so blatant. You know, you hear it, right? So then we cut to the Talon, and uh, Lana is waiting on the stairs to where she used to live. Yeah, and she's she looks very, you know, like 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 she's in trouble, like she got caught doing something well, she should well have, she's upset because have. lex was like look we need to find a relationship yeah. and clearly she doesn't want to do that right. yeah and so she basically comes up with an excuse to to talk and hang out with chloe she's like oh when we, when we moved out of the dorms again i applaud the mm-hmm. micro continuity like i think you left some stuff like this half i believe half chewed eraser that's what half she said yeah. eraser in your library book two weeks <laughs> overdue two. yep <laughs> so <laughs> i miss this so much so clearly just a, a poor excuse to to talk. And that's what Lana's like, I thought that I needed an excuse to come talk to you. And like, yeah, you, you guys, everybody's friendship is effed up at this point. Like, yes. <laughs> I thought, I felt, I felt so bad. I was like, well, not bad, but it's just like so awkward. I'm like, Lana was like, you really felt like you needed a, a library book and a shooty racer. And that's like, talk to me, please. Yeah. Well, you know, but at the same time, though, like, you know, and Zach brought this up when we were watching the episode. It's like. Are they friends still? Like, <laughs> because you know it, it's it's weird. Like, because like that Lana had to go this length to try and you know talk to to Chloe, like talk to her, you know, her friend about like you know some problems she's having, and it's just like, if what if they weren't friends? What what would she have done? I'm trying to think about where where they, where they've been at. I mean, I feel like the last time they talked was like, you want to stab Lex or I'm going to stab Lex. Yeah, you know, mm. I feel like that. I can't remember, but I'm pretty sure it was like the end of the world times. And yeah, because she a lot a lot of had overheard Chloe and Clark being like, oh, well, yeah. I, I have to kill Lex. Yeah. And, and, uh, <laughs> and they haven't really they haven't had any scenes. No. Since the uh, I mean, I mean, if, if you use that context, I'm like last time I saw you were you talking about killing my boyfriend. I'm like, hmm. Yeah. I mean, my roommate. I don't know yet. <laughs> we have to. <laughs> I want to talk to you about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But uh, but, you know, they, they go up to the uh, the apartment there and, and uh, Lana confides to Chloe like I don't you know with Lex I don't want to you know I don't know what's going on he said I was you know comparing him to Clark's ghost and 
Chloe um, kind of sets Lana, giving horrible advice, yes. sets Lana on the path of like, hey, you just got to jump in there. You know, people are splashing around the water. Have a good time, you know? <laughs> and uh, and that's basically, and that, because Lex asked her at the end, what changed your mind? She's like, I decided I need to start living life. It's just basically <laughs> what she said. Yeah. Like, Thanks, Chloe. Screwed it up. So, well, I mean, what Lana says here, I really, really like. And she's like, um, when I, I, when I'm too far gone in something, I can't pull myself out. And when I've made the wrong decisions and whatnot, self-aware, person, like you were talking yeah, about, yeah. And true. I'm just like, I'm like, wow. In this one, in this one uh, scene, you can forgive season four. You yeah. know, it's like they, you're I'm talking about like, Jason Teague, Archie. But at the same time, yeah. But at the same time, though, she like is foreshadowing also. Right, right. This, this season, right. like, oh, you're telling me what you're about to have. What yeah, you're about to do. It, it, it's you know foreshadowing as well as foretelling the past. And I, I want to say that Chloe did really just. Terrible advice, you know, right? Just like, just, but, but she also did say, if you don't trust him now, that's not going to change. So she right. did give that like preface beforehand before she's like, just go with a girlfriend. Like, it's like, I, I don't know. Like, I, I guess we'll just get married. That'll make everything better. Yeah. Like, I mean, <laughs> as much as, you know, one person can, can give advice to another adult, that other adult is going to do what they're going to do. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. So at this point, Chloe's just kind of like, I'm not going to be responsible for the choices you're going to make on your own. So She's like, yeah, Lex is not the top of my list, not even on my list. Yep. Yeah, so. <laughs> it wouldn't be on my radar. I like how he, I like how she got that little jab yeah. in there. Uh, so we go to the Watchtower, uh-huh. or the Clock Tower. I mean, Chloe is called Watchtower, but it is a Clock Tower, so I, I use the term interchangeably, especially when we talk about Birds of Prey, which Let's, Matt Truex enjoys. How about right? we call it Overwatch? Overwatch. It's taken. <laughs> so... Yes, we, we go to the clock tower of Oliver Queen, mm-hmm. and uh, we have a plus one for a new category, Shirtless Oliver. Oh. Uh, Stephen mm-hmm. Amell was not the first Oliver Queen nope. to enjoy doing things with the shirt off, because uh-huh. this show loved to show off Justin Hartley. And hey, if I look like Justin Hartley, I wouldn't wear a shirt either, doing anything. Yep. So so he's he's doing some yoga. Yeah, it's, it's not a salmon ladder, yeah. uh, but it's the next best thing. Yeah. So uh, this is, uh, and again, I think at the time, it was like, well, we can't get Batman. Let's do Green Arrow because he is a ripoff Batman. Like li- literally, like he had at that when he was conceived, he's like, well, let's mm-hmm. do another one like Batman. Let's have an Arrow cave and an Arrow car and mm-hmm. an Arrow symbol. Now Arrow let's has give him a, let's give him a kid sidekick yeah, as well exactly, that that, right? that wears primarily red. <laughs> so he, the character Green Arrow has come a long way since his inception, right? Uh, so he's not just a Batman knockoff anymore, but it's like that's what we are here in this universe, right? He is basically he's practically the Batman, the world's finest of. of of the of the, of Earth one sixty seven mm-hmm. is the last three seasons, but Green Arrow was a main character. But anyway, I say this because I get huge Bruce Wayne vibes. Oh yeah, from this scene from him where he's like, he's like, oh, let her in. She's expected because like all, one of his assistants is like, I told her not, I told yep. her you weren't allowed to be in here. And he's like, let her in. She's expected, and he. Sh- I suspect this is this is actually a a stunt double though doing the. Uh, the wide shots because the, the hair on this person looks a little too blonde. Yeah, it's very they, blonde. We, they strategically cut right when like they're moving. So I don't know. I'm sure Justin Hartley could do a handstand. I'm not mm. saying he can't. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, but this this is this is uh, uh, again very important for season six because uh, Lois and Oliver are going to connect here. And I I'll say it here. I was a big fan of their relationship. Yeah, back in the day. Maybe because I was a Clark and Chloe shipper. I don't know. But yeah, <laughs> I found them to be great. I thought that they, they complement each other very well. I thought the actors have good chemistry, and anyway. I mean, I didn't, I thought I always thought of Lois and um, like you think of shows when they just throw them together for the sake of storylines and whatnot. I thought you know because because uh, Lois had that thing with AC back in that Aquaman episode, so it's kind of like all right, let's pass Lois around. But yeah. 
But no, genuinely, this relationship was always pretty rock solid. And and even throughout, just in the way that their friendship grows throughout the yeah. show, I, I've always enjoyed it. And I've always thought it was a, a great representation of, of how relationships can grow from, you know, after the fact. You Take know? notes, Clark and Lana. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're absolutely right, because, there, you know, there's later episodes where... Uh, when Oliver becomes the main character, like in season eight, and he's sick, and Lois is talking to him when he's passed out, and I'm like, man, this is this is this is good stuff. Well, 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 not only that, but also like from the same season, like when in Bride, like when he's giving her that pep talk, yeah, and he yeah. knows exactly who she's oh, alluding yeah. to. I was like, this is so great. This is like he's a good friend, and like you know they they know each other very well, and like he knows that she's you know at that point is in love with Clark. But that is why these th- this relationship works better than these other romance of the weeks that Lois had because it's like Aquaman, like they had like two scenes together, and they're like, oh, they're. Like, oh, Oh, yeah. and then it's like uh, or even like the villain of the week that, that Lois would get entangled with every now and then it's just like oh, that, come on. that time where she was on the date with that invisible strangler yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly yeah it's like, whoa well let's slow yeah. down but but we have time to breathe and, and and we know Lois by now right and then and then we get to know Oliver we get to know them together and it's it's over half a season so so I like it and so she, she brings him a gift basket to kind of try and make up for the fact that she botched the whole thing yeah. the meeting between uh Martha and Oliver, and and he's like, I'm allergic to peanuts. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. pretty funny. So, <laughs> but uh, he pulls a he pulls a power move here, and he's like, Here, here's what we're gonna do. Uh, there's a party you're gonna go to with me, all right? Because if Martha Kent's so awesome, uh, I'm gonna need more than a five minute chat. So you're gonna have to spend all evening with me at this party. And she's like, Well, I don't have a costume. He's like, Oh, but I have a costume for you because he's good at sizing people up. Yeah. So. Well, you know that Lois is very all about the the mind or the cause she's commenting all about this yoga. And, and the mind bendy stuff and your tel- telepathy. I'm like, I do a lot of yoga. I'm like, I wish I had the telepathy that she's talking about. <laughs> but um, but at the same time, like y- yoga, it really does really help strengthen your core, and it is very enlightening for you know meditation and whatnot, just to calm people down and stuff. But I'm just like, oh, uh, it's just funny, 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 Lois being Lois <laughs> being funny, you know. But I do want to say this dynamic is because you know he's gonna give her this costume and invite her to or kind of like invite her is he inviting or is he making her I'm like considering 2020 me too and stuff like that mm-hmm. i'm pretty sure a ceo cannot cannot uh, have a staffer from a congressional um or, or, or senator be like hey i need you to come with me to this thing as a date and uh schmooze me and then maybe i'll talk to this person I'm like nah this this it would not fly anymore you know, there are a lot of things that they do. When we watch one, I'm like, oh, that would not fly today. <laughs> you know, like the whole like, hey, the teacher's extra horny for the kids. And like, I'm like, whoa, yep. you know, like that was fun in 2002. But, you know, come on now. Um, I mean, so, it wasn't fun in 2002. Well, it was still I mean, creepy in 2002. As a, as a teenager in school. You know, <laughs> I mean, you had a show like Pretty Little Liars in 2010 where they're still dating a, a student um, in a teacher relationship and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, these storylines... They are incredibly horrible and they are repeated, but they do still happen. You know, unfortunately, I mean, I've in my local town, I've, I've like, these things are synonymous. So it just it's funny because it's bad, but it's also because it's fairly true. Mm. Yeah, no, I've, I've as as a teacher, I've experienced it with people on my staff. So like like I know people that have you know done that, and I'm just I just shake my head. I'm just like, why? Well, you know, she was 18 and he was the football coach. So. <laughs> oh, so. gosh. Not going there. Speaking of Jason Tate, but anyway, we, we move on. We move on. And, uh, She's self-aware now. She's self-aware. Yes, yes, exactly. So we cut from here to, is it, oh, it's established, by the way, that she's going to dress up as Maid Marion mm-hmm. because he's the Green Arrow. Guys. That's right. Great. Isn't that a plus one? 
That you know what? You're absolutely right, Lance. It's a plus one for Lois. He gives her a costume. Costume closet. So oh, uh, because Lois is she's gonna continue her wardrobe. Uh, and she keeps it all. Apparently, we see in uh, yeah. is it Hex when uh, Chloe's so. Lois is going through her closet, has all the costumes. But anyway, Lois yeah, has some fun yeah. costumes on the show, so we're keeping track out of them. So plus one for Lois's costume closet. Uh, we go to the hospital because uh, they're going to go check on the uh, the victim of uh, poison ivy or the alien name that you said, James, which I forgot. I Sorry. <laughs> Thank you. We have a code red. Vines are everywhere. They're sprouting out of this guy. This guy's dead. First of all. And there's, it's pretty gross. You know, there's something about like, you know, you see like a wad of cables or something. It's pretty gross. Like these vines. It's just gross. It's coming out of this guy's body. It's, it's, it's going over the ceilings and stuff. But it goes into an electric socket. Yep. And disintegrates. So Chloe, being the investigator reporter she is, figures out that electricity must be its weakness, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, deductive reasoning 101, right, James? I just want to say, when re- when she's reaching for that, and we have to watch her crush it, like, if it was that malleable, it would have, like, crushed into ash <laughs> yeah. when you grabbed it off of the yep. outlet. I'm just like, I appreciate you smudging that, you know, dirt in your hand, but if it really was like that, it would have, you know, fallen apart the second, you know, it happened. Now, I want to I wanna just touch upon, okay, now, this is the first guy that they've had, that they've found, mm-hmm. right? So, um, if, if, Really, if, so I just want to say this must be the first, maybe one of the one of the first two or three victims that she's had. Because if people were going missing from this makeout place, I don't, I doubt people would continuously keep going back there. So I just want to say this has to be like one of her first victims or whatnot. So when it comes down to um, just that, we haven't heard too much about anything else before. When it comes down to Jimmy taking all those pictures and getting the word out and whatnot. It's just one of those things where we haven't really heard too much about it yet. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, speaking of Jimmy, you know, I think we completely skipped when Jimmy we went did. to the woods <laughs> to take some pictures. Oh, yeah, and drop a log. I, right. I was like, per, well, what's funny is I wasn't watching the TV at the time when he said that. I was like, gosh, one of those damn Jimmy lines. And then when I rewatched it another time, I saw it. I was like, oh, okay, that's funny. He actually dropped <laughs> 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 Very good. Yeah. She's like, oh, thanks. Because, you know, in that scene, there's a lot of weird dialogue being said. Because, mm-hmm. Jimmy, he goes into the woods. He's like, oh, I'm going to show that I'm not scared of the woods. And that's he gets right. a picture of this, right? He wants to try to prove himself to Chloe. Yeah? And he runs into Gloria. And Gloria starts coming up. It's like, oh, I can help you. And he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, I-, I got a girl. So that's good right. for you, Jimmy. Even though an attractive law enforcement agent is coming on to you, say, no, I have a girlfriend. Um, she's like, I don't want to be a girlfriend. I just want to <clears throat> wrap myself around you. I'm like, oh god. Uh-huh. Oh. Well, I, I want to say, well, she she's got that, you know, pheromones going because her natural. She's got a. That's why she you know, she kills the woman if right. Guess, and, you know, because she needs to implant the seeds or whatever in, to grow. I, I don't know how. Yeah, so, so about reproduction. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Appa- She's an alien, but apparently we still have to do the. <laughs> Like we still use Earth-based biology. What, what she reminds me of is, um, like Maxima from season yes. whatever. I it, thought it, it very kind of has that kind of thing to it. I, yeah. I, that's what my similarity. The was. power over the man, right? <laughs> um, so, so she, uh, she wraps up Jimmy in some vines, right? But yes, then you know we get some exposition between Chloe and Clark. Like, oh well, the plants—they uh, plants have sexes too, and this must be female, and that's why you find the dead. You know, uh, like okay, all right, right, yeah. right sure. Her Bonnie professor, unseen connection. That absolutely. That true. So you guys, you guys are all over the tally board today. Well done. We, we do are. have a Chloe's unseen connection because she sent off a piece of the yeah. vine, mm-hmm. but they didn't close, have any answers. But the, the Bonnie professor is totally available. 
Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> exactly right. So, so yes, that that, that plant right is unidentified. Right? Yeah, but then, but this is the point though that where like some paramedics are coming in and they uh, they're just like the park ranger and Clark's like, oh, I can I, I can identify oh, the body. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that's so weird. It's like, wait, I think I know who that is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they unzip right. a body bag <laughs> yes. in the hallway. <laughs> yeah, that I, is a violation. Yes, it is. Of patient I'm pretty information. sure that's not. It's not like you know. Can you imagine someone? Oh, I'm gonna go visit my grandmother today. Hey, yeah. Uh, just ends up in a body bag. Like, okay, not not what I wanted to see today. Has and they're like, no, the real the, this is the only female park ranger in the county. Well, no, just the only park ranger in the county. Well, they just see they. This the, is the disclosure sloppy. of information. Yeah, you like they needed it's... to. They need to have information communicated mm-hmm. that like this is not this is a poser right. and all that. But they could they could have done it in a better way. I yeah, because it's very clunky. And there's a really weird moment before Clark super speeds off, where he like looks at Chloe and she looks at him. And I'm like, this is a weird, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It was just an odd beat, and then he super speeds off. Yeah, it's like, go, man. <laughs> For an episode full of little Easter eggs and other little tidbits, this one was just like, okay, we just need to get the information across right. and move them along. So yeah, and then Chloe finds out that it disintegrates in her head yeah. when she's by herself there. <laughs> uh, but then we get Clark, he goes back out to the uh, part of the forest where he found Gloria before. Gloria! Gloria! Because <laughs> 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 of course she would just be here hanging yeah. out, Yeah. right? But then we find out that, well, it's interesting, before, right, in the first scene, she's like, she tells Quark, have I seen you somewhere before? And he's like, I don't know. Uh, but then we get we get here, and she, she's like, I knew I saw you somewhere before. You were, were let us out of the Phantom Zone, because yeah. she describes that she's from another planet. Mm-hmm. And, You're the Kryptonian you know, that opened the gateway. Yeah, there was a white light, and we're here, and her planet like was overrun with technology and they were destroying the greens you know, and her plan like didn't she, understand and yeah it's like she kind of was describing how krypton looks yes like if, if she was if she was old enough to be there from before i'm like <laughs> it kind of sounded like that but i'm like but and, she's but, not she's not Kryptonian. no yeah, no no so. no uh but that see that's that's the thing like i guess did other species have access to the phantom zone oh i mean or? like i was like do kryptonians just like hey you got some other criminals that you need help with or are they i was like did did they have a, a band of where they like, because because other um, other as we see later on, I can't remember what's his name, but another zoner, um, like Titan, he's yeah. not Kryptonian. No, he has uh, a spike it, arm. Like, so, th- <laughs> so I want to say that these these are people who have, must have traveled to Krypton. Right. Well, then then Martian Manhunter was a bounty hunter for Jarrell, apparently. Right. Yeah. So, it's like what? I don't, so that's what that. But small, but that was new to me. And then of course Supergirl has done it. And I'm sure other versions has done it. Where there's non Kryptonians in the Phantom Zone. That's a new concept. Right. And it makes it more creative because if you just fought a Kryptonian every week, you'd be like, okay, 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 okay. But when you have these different powers, like if we're talking about the companion, hey, we have alien plants you can fight. That's new. So and, you know, it's quite torturous for her because you know the sun never sets and nothing ever grows. Right. You know, to quote, and I, I was, I just thought, you know, that that for for someone who uh, is like, I, I mean, I like plants myself, but for I guess an alien who is plant like, that must be very hard on them. That is like know? the worst punishment. Yeah. Yeah. So absolutely. So you can understand. She's like, oh, this is great. I'm gonna make this work. And Clark's like, listen, you can adapt. She's like, what do you think I'm doing? Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she um, later on when she's already talking to Tarzan and, and talking about <laughs> swinging from vines, I'm like, you've learned some colloquialisms and things about this culture sure pretty has. fast. Like sure for, has. For a plant-based alien, you're pretty smart on picking up things that you would have no access or knowledge about. Absolutely. Uh, but then she basically uh, crucifies Clark with her vines yeah. and uh, traps him in the forest for the time. She's like, there's a 
there's a big party going on nearby. <laughs> it's like, okay, come on. Like, mm. we have to tie, it just, it's just kind of sloppy to tie that stuff together. But okay, they did say that that part of the forest was near Luther Mansion, I guess. But, so. you know, she never really makes it there because they, they cut, they leave it at the greenhouse. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of like they are, but they aren't connecting those two, you right. know? Yeah. They, never really, they never really merge. But he's like the gardener. Clark, he didn't need that. I think Clark didn't need that extra bit of like, oh, I, I really better stop her now. It's yeah. like he should he should stop her anyway. But yes. that's their way. Right, like, we, right. we really got to stop her now. But he is he is worse for wear up there in that tree. So I want to say for uh, what what year is this? Two thousand six. Still, yeah. To, uh, for for these uh, CGI vines and whatnot, it's not it's not too bad. I mean, it, <laughs> I mean, okay, it, it's it's pretty bad. But if you're looking at a if you're if you're watching it on the original format in the original like time frame, standard TV, death on my yeah, my three it, TV screen, it would have been perfect. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean this to be honest, this is one of the worst effects sites I think we've had so far on the show. I, I don't know. I was. I mean, well, uh, just just the the not. I, I don't want to say the effects themselves are great, but just that that the way that they um just the fact that the effort. I mean, they don't look great, but the concepts of which they tried to do it, they try. It's the effort. I mean, there was no way that that could have been done in a practical. No, not on a TV budget or schedule. It was just, um, I enjoyed it. (laughs) So she's off to the party. Yeah. And uh, and then we get, hey, all American rejects. We do. It ends tonight. It ends tonight. And, you know, season six, the first two episodes, no popular music, right? But they're making up for it here because they play this entire song. The whole thing. (laughs) This one worth playing. Yeah. So I'm not complaining. It's funny, like as we were talking about earlier, they're up in the on some kind of platform with yeah. the Luther Library. This is the most full we've ever seen this room. Yeah. So yeah. good on them. Yeah. And he's um Alexander the Great. See Alexander is he oh, Julius either Caesar. Or, he's either well, Alexander the Great or Caesar. I, well, I wrote that in my notes. I said Julius Caesar slash Alexander the Great because I want to see Cleopatra shows up. That's <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, you know, I wanna say they she didn't he had the costumer dress him i'm pretty sure and so she supposedly picked that out on her own so they weren't matching well it's or? one of these lana always does this she did this for the prom too right it's like is she gonna show up is <laughs> yep. she not uh, i don't know right? oh, there she is. Oh, it was a very cute scene i liked i liked that entire way of of uh her walking down the hallway and i i just like i wrote down Lana, what are you looking at? That's a wall next to you. And she's like, looking to like the, the left of it. Like, there's hmm. nothing there. <laughs> well, you, you can tell that Lexi, he like, well, because we, they haven't talked since yeah. before. And they both don't know, like, oh, is it going to show up? Is it going to be happy to see me? We, we still haven't defied the relationship, the relationship. right? So Lex, Lex is kind of like looking around. He's like, it's funny, like, somebody shakes his yeah. hand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's just, I like these little moments here. And and again, like, uh, very impressive. I don't know if this is supposed to be the same. I Actually, I think it's supposed to be a different room that we see. Okay. Because it's way bigger than Luther Library. Because again, this, this mansion has like three hundred rooms. This is one of those other rooms that we never. Yeah, see. yeah. I want to say this is a, it's a, an extra room that we have no. It's at the library because it's, it's at, the same prop elements. They've rearranged. Yeah. yeah. But it's meant to be a different room. So yeah. So so nice to see something else happen in there because it's full of people and stuff. And uh, and yeah, Lana comes in and and Lex is happy to see her and she's mm-hmm. happy to see him and and th- so yeah, they've done this. I guess I guess she knew he what who he's going to dress up as. So she or should've. she probably just asked like what like it's like hey don't tell lex but like what is he gonna be well yeah the costume that, that's yeah. The, the essential character of the costumer from earlier right uh but hey it didn't work out well for uh julius caesar and cleopatra sure so didn't. uh that you guys you know, a cute idea at the time so synced up halloween costumes have i done this before no 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 and, 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 and any, no. i've done it a couple times sure have uh once with uh, luke and leia from uh star wars you know return mm-hmm. of the jedi so you know take that as you will because mm-hmm. 
I didn't know brother and sister. I'm going off old information, right? So, but <laughs> also, also I did uh, X Files, yeah. Mulder and Scully. Uh, Those are fun to do. I think. Oh, and Legend of the Hidden Temple as well. That's a great show. I recommend everybody. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Child one. of the 90s, right? I still have the helmet and all that, so I still nice. have those shirts. But yeah, so with significant others, I've dressed up for costume parties and whatnot at a tandem, and it's fun. I recommend it. I bring that up because that's what's going on here. We got Lex and Lada, and then we have Robin Hood and Maid Marian mm-hmm. with Green Arrow and Lois, and, and I think that was really cool. It was, and the, and the cool thing about this is like it's an excuse for them to put Oliver Queen in basically the original Green Arrow costume. <laughs> That is straight up, like, from 1940. Yeah, that's exactly what that is. <laughs> his costume. So, uh, the giant bow. Uh-huh. Right? The long bow. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout and, out to the longbow hunters. And again, very much like Bruce Wayne vibes. So he sees Lex, and they're like, you know, they talk some trash to each yeah. other. And and he's so rude to Lois, too. They don't even talk. Like, like he, they completely disregard Lois. They know the who each other are. I know that, but, like, still. Oh, I don't, I, well, I think that. Through uh, the uh, Lana or Lana doesn't speak to at all, and Lois doesn't speak at all in the entire exchange. Yeah, and, and they can sense the the weird energy there. They don't mm-hmm. want to get it on that. Well, I think it's like the men are talking, but also uh, with uh, Oliver's. Oh, look, Lex Luthor with a girl he doesn't have to inflate. I'm yeah, like, that's cool. I'm not, sure, I'm not sure that's how I'm supposed to make Lana feel either. You know? <laughs> oh God! Yeah. <laughs> and. And and low, I I don't know about low. There are classy, cultured ways to insult people. That was low, Oliver. Yeah, and I'm just like for for Lois, I'm like, really? Like, wouldn't you be taken aback by? Because just 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 a little bit rude. But also, you're you're talking to you're talking to Lex Luthor, so you weigh it out. And then then once again, they lay the lay another trail here. Boarding school, right? Talk to the old gang. Maybe one of them will haunt Uh, us in a future episode. And then I, what my favorite about that is that that episode is one of them's like, all right, I got to get back to Gotham and then blows up, you know? Oh, boy. So good for Lois. She's done a good job of convincing Oliver that Martha is worth talking to. Again. Yeah, because we talked to Martha briefly because yeah, she, shows, she up. shows up. Now, originally, uh, was she supposed to show? Did she was she supposed to show up a Lionel? She was. No, not Lionel. She Dang. was supposed to dress up a share. And some earlier ideas for this episode, but then the theme of the party changed that she Aww. didn't. I don't. I saw like bunny rabbits. I saw all kinds of stuff. Like she could have still shown up as share. Uh-huh. I think it would have been great. That would have been great. She's, it's always when she gets to have fun. It's always fun to see that, and that would have been fun. But um, my favorite Annette O'Toole scene will always be her singing "La La" by Ashley Simpson into and ice cream. And spirit, and yeah. spirit. <laughs> later. You, you, yeah, you can't. You can't beat that. I mean, like Annette O'Toole has has had such opportunity to just have fun but also have the heart i mean especially when she got to i feel like she really got to do more after jonathan passed and whatnot yeah, yeah. and so it was one of those things where she really got to take up more parts of uh the story where jonathan obviously would have filled in and, and it was really nice to see just that opportunity for her and i love her she's great and as you I, you guys know that she's married to that uh, perry white michael mckean right michael mckean mm-hmm. yeah so i keep up with them on twitter and stuff and i'm just like oh they're so cute it is. They're they're a cute <laughs> older couple. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we cut to Chloe running through the forest, and it's day. Yeah. Again, well, we need to go check that time on that invitation mm-hmm. about the about the, the the gala or whatever the benefit because I thought that was at night. Yeah. Uh, but Chloe, I guess they had that one day to film in the forest. So like, yeah, we so. just got to film in here anyway. So she's running around in the day. Um, she finds Clark uh, in the in the nest of roots there, uh, and then has her uh, Batman returns taser with her, mm-hmm. which she which she uses to just jam into <laughs> the plant. Yeah, 
And because that has the tech, that has the power. I mean, I get that a socket at a hospital might have mm-hmm. the power, but a little handheld taser. Hey, man, that thing was. You saw what it did to Max Shrek. Yeah, I mean, she explained biology, blah blah blah, enzymes. You yeah. know, she explained it. It made sense. Sure, but that's that kills all those vines, and Clark's fine. Yep. Even though being impaled through the chest. Yeah. But then he speeds off to uh to to save the party. So I don't. Yeah. That and was, he also tells well, her where where Jimmy is. He's like right oh, over. Oh yeah, there. Jimmy's right under those vines. Right? Now I'm. Isn't it when when he gets to the greenhouse? Isn't it dark out in the greenhouse? Yes. Yeah. So it, the, the sun must have been setting. Setting. Right now, right? <laughs> we'll say that. Uh, we'll say that because then when, when Chloe's in the in the ambulance with Jimmy, it's night outside. Right. As well. So I they they mess this up. All right. It's what day is it? What time is it? This is the game we play. It's fun. You know what? And this is the last we have. And he kind of wrap up with Clark and Chloe. That's why we needed that other scene. Right. Like, you know, the, and then you're talking about- the one in the uh, hospital. So anyway, um, so Clark super speeds off. We go to the uh, the greenhouse. Now there is I, I suspect this might be around the, the greenhouse, which is near the Talon, like as far as they sh- where they shot it, because there is that Clark and Tina Greer fought in there and Visage. And so, you know, maybe that's where they shot. it. I don't know, but it, it reminds me of that. But they show up and, and, and as we said, the you know, Poison Ivy's talking to Tarzan. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, they we. We both like the forest. He's like <laughs> swinging on vines. Yeah, <laughs> like there's some yeah. sick lines, bro. Yeah. Well, I'm just like she really read up every you know plant related, jungle related, um, just a factor you know fan point. I'm like you wouldn't know this alien who's been here for how many weeks now? Like three weeks. Mm, sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, look, she's I, trying to adapt, James. What yeah. do you want? Well, yeah. well uh, my uh, my apologies, but hey, the gardener's here. And then she yeah, the card interrupted. <laughs> that is so, Clark with the quick with the one line that Tarzan's like, "Who the hell are you?" He's like, "I'm the gardener. Get out." <laughs> <laughs> um, and and Clark's like, "Hey, look, I can't let you do all this, but I can't send you home. I don't. What are we gonna do about this?" And then she's like, "Well, I'll just have to kill you, I guess." Mm-hmm. Fight. And uh, thank, very important. Yeah, thank God she, you know, she knocked down one of those lamps. Yeah, blink and you miss it. Had she not knocked over one of the lamps when Clark set off the sprinklers with the heat vision, she never would have been electrocuted yep. and disappeared. <laughs> that was mm-hmm. terrible. That is, that is, that is one of the worst things that I, I I've seen. You know, I mean, I always think back to like Smallville season one or two, where that teenager sucks the life out of everybody. Redux, yeah. yeah. yeah I, I thought this is a very similar underwhelming yeah, game, isn't it? I was, yeah, I was just like, they never explained the, how she got her powers or whatever, but that whole, just the, the just the way that the character disappears, I'm like, yeah. it's pretty, pretty gone. I'm like, <laughs> you know Clark could have laser visioned her at, at any, or heat visioned her at any time, and the plant would have, I don't know, withered, burnt. There it is, right? Mm-hmm. He, see, oh, God, well, I wonder if he said that. In the, she just withered away. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. But no, uh, and the, again, the the the, the, um, the vines are a little, you know, dodgy on the special effects. But you're right. There's no way to do that practically. I understand. It's cool. But yeah, very underwhelming. And was that her original form? Who knows? Like a per- like. Well, that- you know, that's that's another thing too. I was like, well. Was she a phantom, or was she, did she have a corporeal being before well, she... Was she? See, that's the thing. Was she? There was another physical dead park ranger, right? So she didn't possess someone. Mm-hmm. So I, I want to say this reminds me of like Men in Black. I want to say <laughs> she's the, the cockroach inside the guy's body. Just, just what, <laughs> I, I want to say there was uh, just one of those like aliens that they can copy whatever they see or something. I don't. Know. I, I could fan fan canon it. You know, logic brain and on my own. That's what you know. What James is what they should have done. The dead park ranger should have been the same woman. Exactly. And she just 
copied yeah. her with her mm. photosynthesis. Yeah. There it is. <laughs> something. Um, that would have been, it but, but been you know easier. What? She's gone now. Clark has vaporized her. I just like how she picked the name Gloria, and we don't even know if that was uh, the. What you know, I actually do want to say is the first thing Gloria says in this episode is, "You're not supposed to be in here," which I want to say is probably the first thing she heard when she arrived from that Park Ranger. So I was like, "Okay, yeah. that's pretty cool." And so, and but you and, and you know, you bring up a good point about like her her name because like what what do you say like the character that character's name is that you mentioned? Hiathus. Hiathus. Okay, well then, like it's her Latin for Gloria. Well, her <laughs> her name should have been Hyacinth. Then that's a plant. Right? That's a flower. Exactly. You know. Right? If, I, mean, I feel like whoever. And then whoever, people probably would have understood that that's what they're referencing. I don't know why whoever wrote this, like you said, this person wrote this episode in, in Trespass. I, I realized like this character is not that popular enough where you should have a copyright issue or well, to, it's to mention like it. a, and it's, it's a like small in, villain. It's like in Cure in season seven. Dean Kane, Curtis Knox, that's oh, Vandal Savage, yeah. right? Yeah. What can we right. just call him Vandal Savage? No, we might use him in a movie one day. I'm like, oh, you're not gonna use him in a movie. Just let him say the name. Yep. And well, it's yeah. like Angel of Vengeance, Akrata. No, no one like, oh, that's, like right. you can do anything you want with that character. And they at least called her Angel of Vengeance and had the Akrata get a name there. So yeah. Similar situation. But you know, if this was the Arrowverse, they would have used that name you're talking about, yep. James, I'm sure. So anyway. We go to Jimmy, he's in an ambulance. Chloe is trying to get them to, hey, look, you got to electrocute this guy or he's going to die. They're like, he's not going through cardiac arrest. We're not yep. using the defibrillator. But go ahead and sit back here with him as we drive Unsupervised. Off. <laughs> yeah, I want to say, okay, the way that this looked to me, I was like, the the other the other EMT was like, I believe you. I'm going to conveniently run up to the front, take out the, the pads and leave them right next to the, the bed or, you know, or the chair bench or whatever. Because like, those are two... two even, you know, closely placed for her to have. You right. know, I'm like... It, she turns them on like, we're armed! Uh-huh. Yeah, like, I was like, Chloe, are you threatening to, like, shock the kill them? Right now? Yeah, I know, right? That will kill them, Ooh. you know? She's like, so, uh, so they just kind of back off, and, and, and she does say, like, please don't let me kill her. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, first of all, like, to, to quote Felicity Smoke, you forgot to say clear, and she forgot to say clear. But then also, like, I like how Jimmy wakes up, so it, the plan worked, and he's like, did you just paddle me? <laughs> this was yeah. his response. I'm like, you know, for, for Jimmy to be that, you know, coherent, that, you know, after getting shocked, I mean, I guess it is, like, thousands of volts of electricity, but don't you still get, like, a, like, this, whatever she was doing kind of gave me, like, alien vibes? Well, no, they, they, didn't you see what happened to Gloria? They just evaporated. They, yeah, they just go away. Gone. Science, man. Because of, wait, because of... The light that was in the water. The uh, anyway, so Jimmy's fine. Clark's fine. Everybody at the party is fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we have a nice wrap up scene between Robin Hood and Maid Mary, and he he dips her for a nice kiss, but then she's like, "Whoa!" Hey, uh-huh. And she's gonna make Oliver earn that kiss by shooting a soda can off a dumpster or hitting the hitting the soda can. Yeah. Hitting the and, soda can with the arrow, yes. And he knows he can do it, mm-hmm. so it's cute because we know that, he knows that, he that, can do that, it. I, that's why yeah. I thought that is really cute. It is really cute because they at the at the, the very end of that uh, clip they show you that oh he got the, the he was the, so good yes that he hit the tab yeah well no but not no he didn't hit the tab it went through he, right yeah. he, the, he the hole in the tab the, yeah the, I was like wh- whatever I mean I have a soda right in front of me I'm like I'm struggling to think of what this is called. You know, that part of the soda can. But it is so, so You cute. know why that exists? That is to put your straw through. You're supposed to turn yeah. and put your straw mm-hmm. in the can. I learned that about a year ago. Yeah. How it's <laughs> made, I'm pretty sure, sh- showed me that. Yeah, that's one of those, I was today years old when I found <laughs> yeah, out that this yep, is yep. for. 
Um, but that, so that's what's so cute about this. Like it, it, it's romantic. It's special because he's like, all right. And he's really like putting it on, like he's struggling to like to. Oh yeah, no, I'll give it a try. And like, but there's a nice little like you know glint in his eye, like when he sees what he's about to do and what he's like, and he kind of chuckles about it. Like, I love like it. I'm gonna miss on purpose, and we're not gonna kiss. It's gonna uh-huh. be cute, and I think that's just it's a very cute romantic thing here. And so he shoots the arrow off. By the way, huge that longbow is very impressive. Again. Man, um, shout out to the longbow hunters. They 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 use the same sound effect on arrow. Yes, here. they do. Like they, just, <laughs> just like this, just like they use the the kryptonite sound effect from Lois Clark on mm-hmm. this show. They use that sound effect with the arrow from here to, to arrow. Uh, but I mean, hey, it's an arrow, right? I guess they all sound the same, right? Bum, 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 uh, but bum. yes, "Ache" by James Carrington is the song. You can find it on Spotify, and but not on iTunes. Trust me, I've tried. <laughs> 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 so we're like, oh. What a nice romantic end uh, to the episode, yeah. right? Headcanon, it stops here, you know? Because <laughs> I, I, and then, then I don't remember what happens after that. You know, well, see, it, what it, happens after that is a night of firsts. Uh, they say it. They it's say a night it. of many firsts. I've never, I've never felt more satisfied, to quote Lexi. Uh, and this, see, here's the thing, right? I, I give it to your saying, James, because of things that happen later in the season. They want to show you, like, hey, right, guys, right. they did it. They did it. But I'm like, you know what? We could have assumed that they did and not have to see this. <laughs> well, know? what's worse is later on in the, uh, what is it? Uh, Fracture, when he's in his head. Yeah. yeah, that's even worse. He makes him watch. Yeah. That, that's even more torture. No, I don't see. I don't know if it was from this because presumably they would have done it more than once. Uh-huh. Uh, but you're right. But in front of the fireplace, because mm-hmm. Lex and Lana, everything they do for the first time is just everything in their relationship is in front of the fireplace. They kiss, they talk. Mm-hmm. They, they So the, the law for Clark and Lana and the fireplace for Lex and Lana. That's how it works on this show. Yep. So, of course, they would consummate their relationship in front of this fireplace. And if it were different characters, I guess I would well, find it more cute. Now, Lex has some good lines in here. He's like, my evil plan is working. Yep. That's a good line. That's a that good line. Good. <laughs> well, you know, he's like, if, if you were any other woman, I'd be telling you exactly what you want to hear right now. I'm like, what you're telling her right now is she's not it's any exactly other woman. She- yeah, <laughs> which is what she, exactly what she probably wants to hear. And, so, you know, somewhere in this conversation between them, like, it's about, like, I've never asked anyone to, to move in before. Incorrect. Yep. Yeah. Have Helen you watched Bryce. season two? Like, like, that's a big deal. She was here for a season. Uh, yeah. You were engaged to her. You got, you, got, you got married. Got married. She almost, she don't try to have you killed. Yep. Anyway, he must have forgot about that in his seat. Head cannon. I guess so. When he's got his mind memory erased and his head fried, totally forgot that happened. So, anyway. Uh, but then, mm. hey, Le- she starts taking off his armor. He's like, what are you doing? And she starts taking off his armor. She takes off her dress. It's a very sensual moment in front of the fire. Mm-hmm. And we can move infer on. <laughs> that much like Clark and Lana at the end of the second episode of season five did it for the first time. Lex and Lana did it for the first time here in the third episode of season six. And why do I say it that way? I don't know, because I'm a teenager in 2006 watching the show. You're not, you're not a teenager in 2006. <laughs> I was 19 in 2006, good sir. That kind of doesn't count. I started I, in middle school in 2006. 19 counts. So. <laughs> you know what I mean. I don't know what you mean. I don't know what they're doing here. Were they kissing? I, what's happened here? I don't I don't understand. Uh, but yes, yeah, so they have sex, all right? We, I said it. Are you happy? You Are you happy? No. No. <laughs> well, I'll tell you who's not happy. Clark. Clark. Clark is not happy. I'm sure there's some symbolism with his frustration of throwing this ball up against the wall. Yep. I don't know. Um, but for a second, I was like, is this stock footage from another episode? Because I know for a fact he sat in that spot in his blue shirt throwing a ball against the wall after mm-hmm. Alicia died in season four. But, you know, I'm, I, it's not. I always felt footage. like there should have been more in that after after because I feel like Alicia was a great character that they could have explored more. I agree. Absolutely. And we I, are team I, Alicia here on this podcast. Always. I'm, I always love that the possibility of that. I mean, every every all uh, pariah unsafe, 
just each one of those episodes um, does something differently. And if they really, sh- <laughs> but it's like, did she really even happen? Because they never really have any effects. It doesn't really have any effect on Clark after the fact. It's like, oh, uh, Alana, Lana. It was still, you know, season four was still early enough in the show where it was like still like episodic. Right. With some, some, we have some plots that continue on, right? But if it had happened a couple of years ago, I think, honestly, you know, for all the faults of maybe the middle seasons, like six and seven, there is continuing consequences and continuity. Like, I'm so, like, I give this episode a lot of credit for continuing the, yeah. what, what right. had happened, like the ramifications of a world ending, you know, uh, uh, the event, events, like, yeah, uh, the, like the, dark, the dark, dark Thursday, the, the benefit gala costume ball event. Yeah, <laughs> there it was. But, but yeah, Clark is all by his lonesome. Uh, and, uh, we play out. To what's the name of that song? Uh, Ache, Ache by James Carrington. Demo version is what you'll find it as on Spotify. <laughs> there you go. See, he, James is taking care of y'all. All yep. right, you got to find the right version of the right song. So there you go. Ache. We all ache. Like Clark, we all ache at the end of this episode. Well, Lois is aching for Oliver. Lana is aching for Lex. And Clark is aching for, I don't know. That red ball to do something cool. <laughs> I don't know. And Jimmy's aching because he just got defibrillated. Yep. <laughs> yeah. In the back of a. Yeah, I felt like I felt like at the at the end of this episode, you're it's missing what you're exactly saying about that deleted scene. You That's know, just great that, because that like you, sh- you wrote it, you shot it, yeah. it's there. Just take out some of the, the Lex and Lana sex. That, so you can have yeah, That's what they wanted to <laughs> leave you with, though. That right. that bad taste in your mouth. Yeah, there yep. it is. Thursdays this September, catch all new episodes of Smallville right here on the home of the new CW. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Wither. Got a 7.7 out of 10 on IMDb. And Neil Bailey from the Superman homepage giving a 1 out of 5. Not a fan. Ooh. Neil's reviews get He's, but more he, negative as yeah, we go. That's the, that's the consensus that we've gotten um for a while now that is harsh that, that is, is very harsh. harsh but on letter grade scale what would you give wither i would give it an a I, I, I mean not to be too like oh it was awesome nothing was perfect or nothing was bad about it but just all around i can't say 
anything too horribly other than the effects for 2006 and and, and some of the oversexuality of, of Gloria. But that that's pretty much it. <laughs> but the, what I love of this episode is that how it's it does it's a great you know it has that like first uh, season one beats of Freak of the Week, but it also lays out the plot lines for Lex and Lon in the future. You know, um, with her in uh, Hydro, with um, the paparazzi. You know, her her being in the news, and then the uh, the episode about um, the whole thing between what happened at those guys in boarding school. So it's just one of those all around some fun moments with Jimmy. Lois is doing more of her thing, and uh, just one of those kind of neat little things. Lance, what would you give with her? Uh, I'm gonna give it a B. Mostly because the Oliver Queen introduction and stuff that, that we got going on here, he gets to meet more of the cast and get to see him interact with, with Lois and, and, and Martha and all that stuff was great. I like the, the world building that we've been talking about. Like, like there's a lot of stuff that, you know, that kind of like, you know, low key gets set up in this episode for the rest of the season and, you know, future seasons. So that was pretty cool in here. Uh, not a lot of Clark. Though that's why this kind of gets, uh, it's not going to get an A for me. And also the, it was just very season one-ish freak of the week vibes. Yeah. Uh, so that's what's preventing it from getting an A. But I enjoyed the episode, but I'll give it a B. Yeah, all these little things, all the intangibles and background things and side plots and subplots, that that saves the episode. If you consider the A plot of a, a plant alien from the Phantom Zone does things, it's like, oh my God. But all everything around that, it's very strong. I'm going to give it a B minus, so that's less than you two, but I still, that... It gets saved from the sea area by these strong things we've been talking about the whole episode. The, the charm of Oliver and Lois and the, the costume party is great and all this. I mean, we, we laugh about the defining relationship stuff, but I do find it like, oh, okay, wow, this show's actually getting, it is getting more adult now mm-hmm. when people are having these conversations. So I give it points for that. Although, yeah, it, it is a very season one villain and season one resolution to things as well. So they have that. I mean, I would, I would agree with you guys on where it has, as a B status. But what, what, what I just like, I, I guess I just give it the effort of having almost almost every character. I mean, the only person who we don't have involved, I mean, I know Clark's barely involved at all, but Lionel's not in here at all. And he definitely could have shown up at that, that gala. Totally should have been Martha's date. That's, yeah, that's what that, I'm saying, yeah, man. That, that's the only thing that could have been included. But it's still, it's giving every character uh, the ability to further along their story. And I mean, I, and, I mean for shows like Smallville, looking back, 22 episodes is a lot and they kind of do have to find room to really stretch some things along you know they they can't really i mean they have to you know because the story the story they have could really i feel like these shows like i mean even with arrow if you really wanted to do it perfect you can do it in like 10 or 13 you know how like a mini series would do it see daredevil (laughs) (laughs) but when you stretch it out over the course of you know 16 weeks you kind of got to, you know, make room for your fodder. Yeah. Yeah. So, an A for James, a B for Lance, and a B minus for me. Let's move on to our tally board. We have a plus one for blue shirt, red jacket, because Clark wears that in this episode. That brings us to 41. We have a plus one for Chloe's unseen connections, because of that professor she sends off the, the plant to to be studied. That brings us to 24. We have a plus two for hospital visits, being the... Boyfriend from the beginning of the episode, and Jimmy. That brings us to 91. Excellent. And you're like, wait, Jimmy didn't go to the hospital. Well, one, he went in the deleted scene. Mm-hmm. Do we count deleted scenes? No. But he went into an ambulance, which is a mobile hospital. 
and he goes on his way to the hospital. So we're going to count that as going to the hospital. So there you go. 91. We are closing in on triple digits. I'm so excited. Can't Let's wait. see if we can get there before the middle I mean, of the season. Out of 217 episodes in season six to hit already 91, you're at like a good 60% rate of being in the hospital. Like <laughs> That is. Mm-hmm. As, especially when you get to season eight. Oh, yep. God. Now, 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 just because someone works at the hospital, we don't count this. Someone has to physically go, like, to be a patient. That is the one count. You're not going to have any trouble with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I mean, I was like... Is Jimmy breaking in to get drugs because he's a druggie count? <laughs> oh, God. you know, that's what I... Forgot like, about that, didn't you? <laughs> see, this is what I love about watching Jimmy now, is that you get to enjoy it before they kind of kill it completely. Literally. He, but he's Henry James Olsen. <laughs> that's not Jimmy. Yeah, that you know? was always in the plan. Ugh, yeah, sure. Sure it was, show. So yeah. we have uh, <laughs> we have a plus one for uh, Lois's costume closet because she has oh. her maid Marion outfit. That brings us to two so far. And then we have our new category of shirtless Oliver. So our, our inaugural perennial first one, whatever that is. So it's like the inaugural uh, Dark Thursday. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> it's just the same thing. So there you go. <laughs> So plus one for shirtless Oliver. We're going to get a lot more of those. Finally, we have a Bechtel test. I'm going to consider this one a pass because we have Lois and Martha. They do talk about Oliver Queen, but it's a in a business transactional sense. What do you think, James? Um, I always leave it up to the guests to decide. So I know that Martha and Lois are talking about Oliver, but they do it from like a political business sense. So would you consider that a pass or not for the Bechtel well, test? Well, yeah, because they're not talking about a man specifically in the sense of uh at all they're talking about a person in the position of the the business context relationship yeah i i would say that's a pass all righty we're gonna give it a pass and there you go that is withered no one ever says wither they could have said oh the vines they just withered away like it's so perfect it was yep. they could have done it but they didn't do it so uh seed plant <laughs> ivy <Seeds. laughs> so many alternate episode titles as we get further into the show so well, James, man, a lot of fun. Thanks for joining us on the show. If people want to find you out there on the internet, where can they find you? I can be found anywhere from you know uh, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, that's it. S E M A J Samaj James backwards eight five nine five. That's what that. it is. Yeah, I've been using it since I was twelve. I- I'm not going to change it now because a brand is a brand. I'm I'm James, and I'm a little bit backwards. There it is. I mean, I, I'm more on top. So I get it. I get it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Branding is important. You're just, but, but to your point, I never, I'm one of those people who never thought of, I always thought of it as more on Zach, not more on Zach until you mentioned it once. I was like, now, now I think you're a moron. Yeah. You know, right. it goes with the territory, man. <laughs> I, no, just thing is bad press. No, I mean, no, that was the, that was my, what you thought was my intention. Mm-hmm. But, you know, right. much like Smallville, you never you, you do something, you put it out there, you don't know how the public's going to take it. At this point, you can add you can add an R to Smallville because it's like Smallville ER, you know, with the amount of hospital visits that we have, you know, mm, Smallville ER. <laughs> <laughs> if, uh, if we ever do another podcast about Smallville, I mean, yeah. Smallville so, ER. <laughs> and especially when you get to season eight, Metropolis, Night Unit or something, you know, just uh, it, things you can come up with. Yeah, I mean, there's so many spinoff shows mm-hmm. about DC characters that do not revolve around the character. They could absolutely do a show called Smallville ER. They could. And just have that, you know, Grey's Anatomy in Smallville, 
right? And then you have whatever crazy thing. Oh, we had a power outage this week. There was an earthquake. Oh, mm-hmm. no. Somebody just got resurrected. What was that big light outside? You know, yep. there's, just, there's so many things you could tell. There, that is a fan fiction waiting to be written out there for y'all. So just the Smallville adventures ER or Metropolis of the Smallville ER. hospital staff. And the Metropolis oh, goodness. Hospital that that, that would have been that. Can you or anyone who worked at the Bell Reeve, you know, Institute? Yeah. You know, just uh, <laughs> the kinds of things that, you know, they would have to do with, you know, and especially this guy had lightning <laughs> shoot out of his hands, bro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, Those I'm guys, pretty sure you those people a, are hanging out at a bar. They all go. They all go to a bar after work. Like a staff like start. you guys keep hearing about these this car Kemp guy. You know, I'm pretty sure the entire staff of Bell Reeve would be like, all right. These pretty sure this are, guy belongs it, in here. Right? Either every patient is absolutely crazy and obsessed with one person or they're on to something, you know. <laughs> At least I, I would I would come to that conclusion. <laughs> oh, man. Well, Lance, where can people find you out there on the Internet? They can find me at Sir Lance Lasseter on all of my social medias. And you can find me talking about all the things that make Arrow Arrow with uh, my boy Cavante Chillis. We are the host of Always Hold On to Arrow. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Do Not Fail Our Pod. And uh, if you want to send us an email, you can send us an email to the show at alwaysarrow at gmail.com with one R. Oh, with one R, huh? Mm-hmm. Where'd you get that idea? Know. Picked it up somewhere along the way. Is it is it weird for you watching season six of Smallville now with Justin Hartley and people are saying Oliver Queen? You're like, no, my name is Oliver Queen. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? And after five years in hell, <laughs> it's a weird. It's it's a weird feeling. It's interesting. Isn't it? yeah. It's interesting. Um, it's and people are like, well, you gotta compare. I'm like, it's it's like it's apples and oranges. No, right now. yeah, no, it really is. No way. Justin Hartley's Oliver Queen is. Is it like you said? It's more of like a, a a Bruce Wayne kind of type than whatever they pulled off an Arrow, and it's what it's what uh, what Smallville could do with that, without bringing in Bruce Wayne. <laughs> right. Although Arrow is Batman Begins. So oh, you know, <laughs> yeah. Arrow at the beginning is the Dark Knight trilogy. I'm pretty sure I've watched uh, like 20 YouTube videos explaining that to me, <laughs> that of how you can see how each season of Arrow just re- replicates a different. Uh, Dark Knight movie. I'm like, okay. I mean, I get it. But hey, if you're going to replicate movies, those those are good ones to replicate. Yeah, not bad. Mm-hmm. At least the first two. Yep. But that's a conversation for another time. So, <laughs> that is going to do it for us this week. But hey, next week, speaking of Arrow, we're mm-hmm. talking about Arrow! Bum, bum, Smallville! Bum, 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 bum. The never-ending Smallville episode titles that become shows later on the CW. <laughs> <laughs> do an Arrow, we're going to do Supergirl. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. So... Uh, anyway, we'll be back next week talking about Arrow with Lance mm-hmm. and Kev. Yes, right. From Always Hold On To Arrow. So it's going to be a fun little Always Hold On To family reunion over there when we talk about Arrow. But until then, always hold on to Smallville. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Always Hold On To Smallville is part of the Always Hold On To Network of Podcasts and brought to you by listeners like you. Chris Fuchs. Kevonte Chillis, Casey Cochran, James Bandini II, Darren Kirsch, Lex Ledger, Joey Deanberg, J.J. Hodges, Nathan McKenzie, Tim Miller, Thomas Navin, Joe Mikendo, Steve Rogers, John Curcio, Atif Sheik, Molly Figuerella, Trayvon Brady, Mike Franz, Dylan D'Antonio, Mariana Sachi, Rachel Miller, Andrew Parker, James Lee, Jonathan England, Adam Sullins, Joe Michael, Nathan Rothhatcher, Zachary Burkhalter, D.J. Duina, Corey Moore, Dallas Hernandez, Nick Ryan Magdoza, Eddie Bissell, Jim Thomas, Nicholas Fanzler, Catherine Caldwell, Will Hunt, Tom Gerke, Nicholas Coso, Jerry Gibbs, Erica Flynn, Anthony Anderson, Jasmine McGilley, and Keith Falls. Thank you so much to all these patrons, and you too can become a patron by going to patreon.com slash alwaysmallville with one S. Hope to see you there. Always Welcome to Smallville's theme music is by Lance Laster, and our podcast art is by Tom Gerke. You can follow us on Twitter at Always Smallville with one S. You can find us on Facebook at Always Hold On To Smallville. And you can send us an email at alwaysmallville at gmail.com once again with one S. Thanks for listening. Sneeze got a 7.7 out of 10 on IMDb. And this Neil Bailey. This is Wither. Oh, Sneeze. Oh, f- <laughs> I saw Smallville. Sorry. <laughs> See? This is what you have behind the scenes. Fun stuff, right?